Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. We're living in a day and time. What being politically correct is popular. Let me turn that around again. We're living in a day and time where everybody's saying the name of God. But nobody's talking about the name but nobody wants to say the name of Jesus. We don't want to offend the Muslims. We don't want to offend the Jews. We don't want to offend the Arabs. And so therefore we crucify him of flesh. But I want you to know that there will come a time when every Muslim, when every Buddhist, when every Jew will have to get down on their knees and have to confess that in the name of Jesus, every knee shall die. So I want every blood washed believer to not wait until then. And if you've ever gone through something, you know right here Tell them. that there's something about the name. Something else. Something about the name Jesus. Something about the name. Something about the name Jesus. It's the sweetest name. Yeah. And it is the sweetest name. Sweetest name I know. I know. And I love that name. Oh, how I love the name Jesus. Is the sweetest name. Just take a minute and explain to him what you're really trying to say. What you really trying to say. So say some people, some people say I'm crazy, but I can't explain. I can't explain the power, the power that I feel when you call this name. When I call your name, that fire, that fire, said it's just like fire. Where's it? Where's it? Shut up in my mood. Holy Ghost, when the Holy Ghost gets to moving, said he won't leave me alone. When the Holy Ghost, when the Holy Ghost, everybody, something about the ladies. Something about the name. Something about the name Jesus. It's the sweetest name, yeah. It is the sweetest name. Sweetest name I know. I know. Wave at me if you love that name. Oh, how I love the name Jesus. Oh, how I love the name Jesus. It's the sweetest name, yeah. How sweet it! How sweet it! I want you to tell Detroit for a minute. How sweet it! Sweeter than honey. Said it's sweeter than honey. Oh, 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 from the honeycomb. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When the Holy Ghost gets to moving, just won't leave you alone. Said he won't leave me alone. Oh no. And I tell every Muslim, every Jew, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, what's going to happen to me? Henry Lee has got to bow. So tell him, don't wait. You don't have 
to wait till the fire comes. What can they do? You can clap your hands. Praise him now. Ah. Oh, yeah. Let me hear you. Yeah, yeah. Something about the Something about that thing. Something about the It's the sweetest thing. It's the sweetest thing. Sweetest thing I know. Everybody has the word with us. And I'm going to go. Oh, my Lord. 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 It's the sweetest thing for you. Because of what he's done, but because of who he is. Yes, sir. 
everybody, we're going to sing this chorus together. And even if you can't sing, even if you don't know the words, you can give God an oath. And that oath can mean to you whatever that oath needs to mean to you. Can we sing it right there? Can we sing that chorus right there? Everybody, every man, before we hop into that one real quick just real quick just real quick like good morning everybody good morning good morning good morning good morning and welcome back to waking up with the prophet it is monday morning it is may 2nd i gotta reset my calendar still got april on it but good morning everybody today is may 2nd the second day of may lord have mercy we done made it good job it is a monday and i don't feel like being here and i'm sure you probably don't feel like being at work either but guess what we're here and god is gonna have his way on today do me a favor click share Ping some people in the room. Click the um link at the bottom of the room. Share the room. Uh, ping some people in the room. Y'all know all that good stuff I'm going to tell you how to do as we open up for prayer, okay? All right, let's go. Let's go ahead and get into a prayer real quick. And I'm going to ask Keith if he can. Keith, you available to open up for, us up for prayer real quick? All right, cool. I'm going to go ahead and go for a bit. Let's open up and prayer cut to that song, and then we're coming right back, all right? Let's go. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we just thank you. God, we thank you just for being guided by yourself. God, we thank you for waking us up this morning, God, starting us with a right mind. God, we thank you for waking us up with a sober mind. God, we thank you for waking us up with the desire to want to hear from you, God, to want to serve you, God, to want to be closer to you. Father, we thank you right now, even in this moment. God, we give you glory, praise, and honor because you are worthy of all things. So we thank you in this moment. God, we give you glory in this moment. God, we just praise you in this moment for all that you are. 
Now, Father, even in this moment, God, as we repent of every sin, transgression, and iniquity, every secret offense and every secret thing that we've done, God, even as we repent, Father God, we ask for forgiveness, God, and we ask that you'll continue to work forgiveness in us, creating us a clean heart and renew a right spirit in us, oh God. Cover our mind, cover our heart, and cover our spirit even as we go throughout this day and throughout this week, oh God. Let there be no interruption, disruptions, or interference, oh God, in our train of thought, oh God, in our work habits or in our work day, God. But let us complete this week successfully, God, productively, God, and peacefully in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, oh God, that you're covering this room, every moderator, every person in the listening lounge, God. We thank you that you're covering even every subscriber in the audience god we thank you that you're even sending new partners and sponsors oh god in this moment and in this season so we thank you even the more now god we ask that you'll continue oh god to let this show go on uninterrupted undisturbed and un uh, 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 god and let it be productive for everyone that comes in this room god let there be nothing to stop us the last denials to deter us oh god or discourage us father but let this room be encouraging impactful positive and edifying and entertaining in the name of Jesus and God, we as we pray, we believe that we have received it because you said in your word that when we pray, believe that we have received it and it shall be so. And we thank you, oh God, because it is so. For you are not the man that you shall lie, neither are you a son of man that you shall lie. God, everything that you speak, it shall come to pass, and everything that you have spoken, it shall be good. So, God, we thank you that it's working together for my good. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we say thank you because it is so. Amen. Oh, yeah, I'm so congested. Do y'all hear it? Lord have mercy. Y'all pray for me. Oh, this is this is not what I'm trying to sound like on a Monday morning. I don't even, I'm trying to put my radio voice on. And this has got me feeling all, like, congested and, like, this is not, yeah, this is not what's up. This is not what's up. But good morning, everybody. I pray that you guys are having a fabulous and fantastic Monday. Listen, Monday is Monday. And I'm telling you, if this was a real job, I would have called off. I promise I would have called off. But y'all, I'm telling you, it's God, though. It's, 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 it got to be God. I'm telling you, this got to be the assignment of the Lord. Because if it was anything else, I, I would have called off. No cap. I would have just called off. I ain't even going to lie to you. I ain't even going to hold you. I ain't going to I would just called off. I'd be like, yeah, today, Monday. I, I, listen, I have a habit. That's why I had to stop doing my TV show. And I'm trying to come back and do that slowly. I might start like this month, real, no cap. I really, I said I was going to do it today, but yeah, I see how that worked out. I ain't wake up till 8 o'clock. Lord Jesus Christ on the cross between two thieves. But yeah, so yeah, I'm just trying to, y'all pray for me because Mondays to be Monday. And, and I don't like Mondays because Mondays be Monday. And like, I don't, uh, I grilled yesterday and everything. And tell me why these, I'll tell you about it later. Let me play this song real quick before Monday get on my nerves already. And then we gonna come right back. Does that sound all right? All right, let's let's go ahead and do that. And then we coming right back. Let's go. Love me, 
just the same. I am who was the one who took me by my hand and kept me from all danger the way a father can oh, who was the one to lead me along the way when Jesus, Jesus. Oh. 
The time is 8.30 a.m. So it's time to stand up. Like, why you ain't stop the music then? Uh, and I knew you was going to do that. He just want to be hard-headed. That's the problem now. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Google just slay he the host and the producer of the show. Like, Lord have mercy, Google. Let me, let me do this. I got this. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is a marvelous, a beautiful, magnificent Monday. Today is May 2nd. Good morning, everybody. I hope you are having a fantastic and fabulous uh, Monday. Listen, it's time to go ahead and get this show on the road. Like, it's 830. I don't know how Google be. Google like to tell folks business and 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 put us out a lot there. You know what I'm saying? On, on a Monday morning. We don't got time for that. So, listen, let's go ahead and start with the scripture of the day. Y'all know how I am. I cannot start my rooms without a little word. With a lot of Jesus, you know, with a lot of little scripture readings and all that other hot, that good stuff. I was gonna say hot stuff because the child know how y'all Christians be. I be like, hot. but you know, all that good stuff. So let's go ahead and get to the scripture of the day. Hold on, I'm opening my uh, my little Bible app. I told you I ain't wake up to eight o'clock. Well, I was up at six, but it was just the spirit on me that just did not want me to get up. Like it was just a spirit. It was a spirit. It was the devil. The devil was trying to make me miss the show. He was trying to make me not get up. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna cap. He, he sure did and make me not get up at uh, six o'clock though. Look, let me go ahead and read the scripture. <laughs> the scripture of the day comes from Psalms chapter number eighteen. Psalms chapter number eighteen, and we're gonna start at the second verse. Psalms eighteen, starting at the second verse, and it reads: "The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my savior." My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. Listen, that just sounds real cute. It sounds real cute. It, it sounds real cute, but I love it how, how, you know, it's just some scripture that you got to take back to grandma days. You know what I'm saying? You just got to take back to King James Version. Even though King James was, you know, a little flawed and had little issues, all this other stuff. The Bible was, you know, infallible. The Bible is infallible. It is infallible. So let me go ahead and read it from the King James Version. Let me, let me sound old school. Yeah, I read it. It says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength. In whom I will trust, my buckler. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was looking for. My buckler and the horns of my salvation. And he's my high tower. That's the last part. It says my high tower. I don't know about y'all, but if you ever been able to know the God that that that's able to protect you, keep you, and put you in a safe place, that's what that is. My shield and my buckler. I'm talking about he holds you in the, in, in the comfort of his bosom, in the safety of his arms. I'm talking about he's a hot tower. He's my tower. That's that's what Todd Delaney say. And I will call on the name of the Lord, hey, who is worthy to be praised. Ah, and I will call on the name of the Lord. All right, I ain't going to sing because my singing voice ain't on today, right now. But, I mean, it's going to come eventually in a second, like in a few minutes, but it's just not on right now. Hallelujah. And I will count on the name of the Lord who is worthy to be praised. All right. So, look, let me go ahead and throw it over to another song real quick. And then we're going to come back and we're going to, um, yeah, we're going to come back and just start checking in. I'm going to go ahead and cut it to another song. 
And then, yeah, we're just going to come back and start checking in because y'all know it's Monday. It's New Music Monday. It's Ministry Monday. It's first of the month Monday. I pray to child it well today. It's the first day. I mean, time to pay rent today. I'm raising offerings today. Hallelujah. Listen, why everybody? No, man, I ain't even going to say that. I ain't even going to say that. I ain't even going to say that. I ain't even set myself up. I'm not even going to do it. But, yeah, we're going to go ahead and be a blessing on the day. Well, not today, but, yeah, I'm going to be a blessing today. Well, I'm also be a blessing on tomorrow. But it's the first of the month. We gotta talk about some stuff. But before we talk about some stuff, let me go ahead and cut to my song break. All right, is that is that okay? Cause um after this song break, we're gonna come right back and then we're just gonna continue to throughout what God is telling us to do. So let's go. If the song would ever play, I'm just trying to get it to play, but the song don't wanna play, so I'm trying to put in these little feeling conversations, and I'm at this point, I'm just gonna give up. Cause at the same time, why am I wrestling with song break? Exactly. That's how I feel too. Y'all don't understand my dilemma, but it is what it is. This song better play. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. All right, there you go. <laughs> Amen. See, that's why I like Mondays. So let's go. The tempest is raging. The billows are tossing high. The sky, oh, shadow with blindness, no shelter, 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 or oh, help is nigh. Yeah, these are disciples, y'all. Nine that we perish. Oh, how can thou sleep? Yeah. Can I get a witness to wave your hand tonight? If you need it, Father, we need it in our schools. We need it in our jobs. God, we need it in Jackson, Mississippi. You can still. Thank you for peace. You 
I just, I just felt church at that end. I don't know why, but I just felt church at that end. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. I know it's Monday. I don't feel like being here either, but hey, it is what it is. It's Monday. It's a beautiful day to start the week off fabulous and fantastic. Listen, if you cannot see my smile, I pray that you can hear it because I'm smiling even when I don't want to. Amen. Hey, man, that's how I be on Monday mornings. I'm telling you, that's how I be at after church in the parking lot too. But y'all, I like y'all. Yeah, yeah, I'm joking. I'm going to stop messing with you. I ain't going to start this early in the morning. I ain't going to start this early in the morning. But, yeah, that's how that be. Yeah, just don't, they don't, yeah I don't, yeah, we smile and we don't want to smile. We just be here. We just be here. But, no, I'm, 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 I'm going to do a decent job. I'm going to try to praise God in the midst of it all. Amen. <laughs> like, uh, what's the name? I was going to say, why need a bottom? Like Yolanda Adams said, I'm going to praise him in the midst of it all. Amen. In the midst of it all. Hallelujah. But, no, real talk, let's get this show on the road. It's time for us to start checking in. Yeah, I don't know about y'all, but my Monday is Monday in, and I'm not happy about it because I do not like it. I'm just saying, I don't like it. I don't. I do not like it. Only because I had so much fun yesterday. I think that's what it was. I enjoyed myself yesterday. 
And I'm trying to like see people don't understand. Sundays and Mondays be like Sundays, Sundays and Saturdays be my only off day. I thought I was booked this weekend, but I wasn't. So I was off this weekend, right? And in the midst of me being off this weekend, I was trying to enjoy my myself and have fun. I grilled at the house on Sunday, all the other good stuff. And then I be trying to have fun with my friends, but my friends don't like to come in on time. Like they 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 be forgetting. Like I be having to go to work early. And I ain't, I ain't like one of them type people that like getting up for work. Like, I don't like that. I like, see, that's what I tell them. I can't stay out late because guess what? If I stay out, I ain't going to want to wake up in the morning. I ain't going to want to. I'm going to be lazy. God going to be mad at me. So, yeah, I came home at a decent time last night. I was in the house chilling. But the thing was, I still didn't feel like getting up this morning. And ain't that, ain't that about like, that's how I be. It's like you, you do as much as you can to do what you're supposed to do. And it still just don't be working out because you just be hard-headed. And that's kind of how it was, I think. I think I was just a little hard-headed. And I should have just came home at like 10 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. But I want to stay out till midnight. And y'all have to pray for me because, Lord, my friends just be want to kidnap me. I think that would it be. They be want to kidnap me. But, no, in addition to that, you know, I'm still starting my morning off the right way. Starting my morning off with a little God, with a little gospel with a little spirit, all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? With a little guidance, everything that I need to have a successful week and a successful day. Y'all know, when we meet here on Mondays, I don't just be thinking about Monday. You know, they be like, take taking one day at a time. No, on Mondays, I be thinking about the whole week. Because guess what? I be having to go ahead and pray and make sure I don't cuss nobody out this week. I don't know about y'all, but that just be my thought process. I just be like, God, Please make this a product a productive week. God, please just make this a week where I don't cuss nobody out. God, please don't send me to jail this week. Please don't let me get arrested this week. Please don't let the police get called on me this week. God, please don't let me put my hands upside somebody else's head this week. Father, please. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know about y'all, but I have to be real with myself. Like, God, please let this be a week. Well, don't nothing happen to me real quick. Because I know you be trying to test me. I know you want to build my strength because I'm a man of God and I'm anointed, all this other good stuff. But, Lord, please watch and guide me over this week. Because truth is, I don't got time. I don't got time. I don't. I ain't trying to go to hell. I'm not. So I'm trying to be saved as possible. So, God, please just watch over me this week. Amen. Amen. But, no, for real, that was my day. I mean, it started off a little decent. It started off a little decent, a little great, a little grand. Um, as far as breakfast, y'all know it's Monday. I cooked yesterday. I ate all that food. I don't plan on really cooking breakfast on a Monday. Like, y'all know, I don't, uh-uh. I'm going to go in there and eat some of that leftover chicken that they burnt up, by the way. And look, I ain't even burning this time. My folks burnt it. You know how you be like, you grill, but then you leave the stove on so the meat can stay warm and stuff like that? These knuckleheads, I promise. I don't got nothing but a bunch of goofy knucklehead friends. These knuckleheads... Then turn the heat on. I mean, turn the oven on and turn it on hot. Then some of the they was trying to warm it up, bro. It's already warm. The oven's hot. Y'all could have overcooked my food. Like I hate them dried out food. Like I put it in the oven so I can stay warm, not for you to recook it. Like, bro. <laughs> but it was fun. I really enjoyed myself. I really enjoyed myself, even though I got some. I got some nothing, man. I'm talking about. I can't even talk about my friends, though. It's just, it's really the generation. It's the generation that we live in. Because I be thinking, like, y'all niggas are some clowns. Y'all got some daddies or something. Like, what do what y'all learn? But I just gotta, I gotta remember, like, it's the times. It's the times. That's one thing I, I definitely understand as being a prophet, having that Instagram anointing. It's certain things about the times that we have to see. 
Like, you got, man, it's the times. It's just the times. <laughs> but no, it was real fun. It was real fun. And I think that's probably what I'm going to eat for breakfast. I'm going to eat some of that leftover um, chicken. I did chicken, pork chops, and hamburgers. So I might do leftover chicken this morning. Yeah, I might do some leftover chicken. Um, as far as the weather, man, it's sunny. <laughs> that's all I got. I mean, that's what it is to me. It's sunny today. It looked real decent. Um, hold on. Let me go to my weather. Let me go to my weather app real quick. Cause they said it was supposed to rain yesterday, which is why I had grilled early, and it didn't rain. And then after it rained, I went and to the park and had fun. Cause yeah, I thought me it was supposed to rain. Like I was, I was finna chill, but it was a, it was, it was a little, little dope session. You know what I'm saying? Dope little grill out for the first, you know, for for May first. You know, whatever the case might be. So for the weather right now, though, now that it came up. Right now, it is 68 degrees here in the metro Atlanta area and East Fork area. You know what I'm saying? It's 86 degrees with a high of 78. Boy, what? What? All right. God, I'm with it. God, I'm with it. I'm excited about it. I don't know about y'all, but I like the warm weather. I don't like sweating, though. That'd be the only problem I have with, like, going outside in the summertime and in the springtime. I'm skinny, but I will sweat. I'm talking about about sweat, sweat. And you and, and you be wondering what all this sweat coming from because I'm only like 160 pounds, but I'm telling you, I just I, will, I just be sweating. So I I like the the heat, I like the sun, but um after 83 degrees or after 85, I ain't going outside. Uh uh. Mm mm. Anything over 85, I can't do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anything over 85 degrees, I ain't gonna do that. Give me, give me a fan. Give me a neck scarf. Give me a, a cooling towel or something. Anything over 85 degrees, I ain't gonna do it unless it's some shade. Yeah, if I can sit in the shade, if it's 85 degrees outside and I sit in the shade, that means it's about. That means it's about 83. That means it's about 80, 80, 83. So I'm good with that. Even still, I'm good with that. But anything over that, I can't do. No, sorry, sorry. Y'all gotta be delivered. I'm just saying they got the delivery needs to take place. But um, yeah, let me go ahead and pull to refresh so you guys are in the room. What's up, Pastor Anthony? What's up, Keith? Let's go ahead and pull to refresh to see where we guys see where we are in the room. And we're gonna go ahead and start checking in in that order. Y'all know it's Monday. So Monday is on Monday on us. So hey, we're gonna take our time and chill because nine o'clock, everybody gonna pop up and we're gonna get, get into a powerful conversation. I done already charted out uh this week and a little bit of next week because y'all know this month. We're talking about being balanced. We're talking about being focused. We're talking about building momentum. We're talking about building relationships, all that good stuff. We're talking about even building structure this month. We've addressed that on a small level. But, you know, as we come into this summer month, and people don't know, as a prophet, when you got to design seasons, you got to design cycles. Hear that. Hear that in the realm of the spirit. As a prophet, when you design seasons, you also have to design cycles. You can't say it's the season of spring, but I know it's getting ready to rain. That don't make sense. You can't say it's the season of winter or season of fall and understand the, the you can't understand the identity of the season but not know the characteristic of the season. Oh God. Well that did that make sense? Okay, well maybe not. Maybe it did. I don't know. But even still, like that's where I'm trying to be in this season of my life. I want to be able to identify and understand certain things. So this week, we're going to be talking about being balanced. I'm talking about balance in every form. Like, we're going to talk about being balanced in this gospel. We're going to talk about being balanced in your hormones and in your, in your body and your pH levels and stuff like that. Women. We're going to talk about being balanced in this word. We're going to talk about being balanced in your finances. Because truth is, 
Yes, I understand that you are an entrepreneur, but guess what? You can be an entrepreneur with a job. Yes, I understand that you are in ministry and you're a pastor, but guess what? You can be a pastor with a job. You can be a pastor with clients and contracts and stuff. Come on. Let's be balanced. Let's be balanced. All right. So, yeah, that's what we're talking about this week. But until we get to that, let's go ahead and check in. Let's go ahead and check in. Y'all know, y'all like my little promo preview? Yeah, that was my promo preview. But, yeah, let's go ahead and check in. PTR, pull to refresh. See where you guys are on the stage. Shout out to my my um, my main girl, Julie, down there. Julie, I said you had fun this weekend. I'm going to get to you, too. Because y'all know I'll be watching y'all Instagram. I might be bored. Wishing I had more friends than I did because my friends be lame. All they want to do is do ghetto stuff, and I ain't that ghetto no more. I'm trying to be saved. But, <laughs> but no, real talk. I think you can have fun this weekend, so I'm going to definitely want to hear about that. But I'm going to wait till later on to the weekend rewind. But right now, let's just go ahead and check in. So I'm going to go ahead and throw it over to Keith, Pastor Anthony, and then Julie so we can check in. And then we are going to go to another song break before 9 o'clock. Is that all right? Awesome, awesome. Keep it's on you. Do-do-do-do. Good morning, sir. I'm assuming Keith is on the call, and I understand. Pastor Anthony, good morning, sir. How you doing? Do-do-do-do. Hey, good morning, everybody. Um, happy Monday. It is a balmy 60 degrees here. The greater Baltimore metropolitan area. I'm currently standing at the bus stop with my, my mini-me. Second oldest. Pass Anthony, you had one out. The other bad part about where I'm standing, so I'm at the bus stop, and right in this particular location is crappy service. But uh, but it's going to be like I said. About 70 degrees today. It should be nice out here. Probably more the porch today just because it's uh, nice outside. Other than that, weekend was cool. Basic weekend. Nothing nothing too dramatic going on. Kind of hanging out, doing what we do. That's it. Looking forward to the convo. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Listen, shout out to all the dads that be standing at the bus stop embarrassing their kids. Loving all of them and whatnot. Listen, we need more dads like you at the bus stop, embarrassing their kids, having fun with their kids at the bus stop, giving them kiss and rubbing their boogers out their nose and all the other stuff at the bus stop. Because guess what? That's the best place to show that you're a caring parent at the bus stop. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pastor Anthony. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm telling you, I remember one time I got a whooping at the bus stop. I don't know why, but I got a whooping at the bus stop. I was one of them kids that, yeah, my mama whooped me at the bus stop. I'm telling you, it goes down at the bus stop. I don't know why, but it goes. I didn't see fights break out at the bus stop. I didn't see. Pastor, <laughs> it does. I didn't see fights break out at the bus stop. I didn't see kids get whooping. I didn't got a whooping. I didn't see um. Oh, kind of, I didn't see baby mama, baby daddy issues at the ba- at the bus stop. Like I'm telling you, the bus stop is where it's at. <laughs> and then listen, when I got older, and I started watching the bus stop instead of like I was older, I didn't go to the bus stop, but the bus stop was in front of my house. So I was just y'all know me, I'm an early bird. So I would get up and pray, and I would see the kids out the window. I'm talking about I used to see kids smoking in front of the, at the bus stop and all that other stuff before they go to school. And I, I said, oh hold on. 
it goes down in the bus stop. I'm talking about it goes down in the bus stop. I'm talking about early in the morning. I'm talking about it be early. It be eight o'clock in the morning and it's going down at the bus stop. What you say, Pastor Anthony? So speaking, speaking real quick, I'm gonna step away from my daughter real quick. So I can say that. Speaking of smoking at the bus stop, I've definitely seen high school kids uh, smoking, smoking at the bus stop. Yup. And for the bus to show up. Like, wait a minute, hold up, y'all. I know it's a new age, but that's not a cigarette there, Chief. That's what you got going on, but you got to walk past the bus driver. Like, everybody gonna know what you're doing, bro. What you doing, man? You can't be rolling the school smell like me. Man, do better, do better. But yeah, it goes down to the bus stop. <laughs> it do. I ended up telling you that I'm talking about wrong. I got to be like, hold on, how's this kid knowing this? I'm talking about they've been 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade at the bus stop rolling whole blunts and stuff. I'm like, hold on, not just going down at the bus stop. <laughs> like, Lord have mercy, these kids to advance for me. Big Brother Keith, I see you back. I'm throwing it over to you real quick while you're available. Do -do -do -do. Them calls coming back to back. What is up with these people and their insurance on a Monday? It's Monday. Like, come on now. You can't just drink some water and call it a day. <laughs> you need the medicine on a Monday? Oh, I get, I'm going to start calling it Medicine Monday. <laughs> All right, Keith, I'll come back to you when you're ready. <laughs> Julie, it's on you. Do -do -do -do. Julie, you still in a vacation or you back at work? What you doing? I trying to reach my phone to you. I, I was running to go get the phone. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You back at work. Praise God. <laughs> Julie like to go Julie like to go overseas on the weekends and I like she don't want to come back to work. <laughs> How you know, so, man, I said, the weekend is where I travel. Thank God I don't have a job. I don't have to work on a Saturday and a Sunday. But, oh, my weekend was, 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 my weekend was off the chain, as you can see. You know, I was posting, right? Yeah, I seen you in that little dress. I said, look at Julie. Oh, look at that dress. Oh, her Man, I get, I run listen, listen, I got all the ices on me. <laughs> Mighty God, but I ate a lot of food. <laughs> you know how to go for the food. <laughs> I see you doing a little grill, your little pot job. Oh, what is the biggest piece of mm -hmm. meat? Lord Jesus. Who wanted your piece of meat? I see everybody wanted your big, the biggest piece yes, of meat. Yes, man. You know, I have my knucklehead friend. You know, black folks love coming over your house and grabbing for the biggest piece of meat. Like, they pay light bills and rent here. Like, you a nigga. Like, come on. Yeah, they just, you know, I got some knucklehead friends. Man, listen, it was awesome. I had some oxtail over the weekend. Oh, my God. It was off the chain. It was off the chain. It was good. The weather here in Orlando. Let me see what the weather is in Orlando. Hold on. You know, you're not having a good time. I was checking the weather. The one is here in Orlando is 35, high 90, low 67. And other, other than that, you know, for the weekend, Sunday, I've been on the internet surfing and finding the news about the, about the girl who got her scholarship something from her, you know. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, the girl, you know, I was like, wow. It was, 
she had she was an A student for all that happened to her. That's you feel I actually feel bad for her, you know. Feel awful for her. But other than that, I had an awesome weekend. Um, the wedding, I had a bridal party. I did everybody else hair. It was good. Pastor Charles, you hear me whispering? <laughs> All right, you don't got your loud voice on right now. <laughs> no, no. I only loud that I'm in the hotel like somewhere else. But if it ain't the work, I have to keep it. I'm not sure not in the office before the people come think like crazy. <laughs> I understand. I'm helped. I'm helped. I be the same way when I be babysitting. <laughs> Mm, this is, um, prophet, that baby almost looked like you. What happened, man? Man, I'm telling you, that thing, that, I'm not going to say that thing. Lord have mercy. God bless me. That child is somewhere taking me out. I don't know why, but this child just had too much energy. It shouldn't be sleeping long enough. What is up with these children that be taking, like, these 30-minute naps, these 20-second naps? Like, if you're going to go to sleep, go to sleep. She go to sleep no. and wake right back up. As parents, as parents, when they go to sleep, we go to sleep. Oh, and that's what I'm going to start learning how to do. That's what I'm literally trying to learn how to do, Julie. Because at this point, yeah, it'd be a lot. Well, oh, thank you, Julie, for going ahead and checking up. Let me go. Let's, we got one minute left. I'm trying to get through check-in before 9 o'clock. But, you know, we're going to be a little late. But that's fine. Let me throw it over to Pastor Charles real quick. Because, y'all, man, I'm telling you, y'all got to go watch Pastor Charles' live stream on Sunday. Pastor Charles was in there cutting the rug praising yesterday. And he, he didn't think I was, I ain't seen him when I was going to talk about him. Yeah, the prophet be watching everybody. And I seen you, Pastor Charles. You was up there shouting. I don't know who that yes. man was preaching at your church. But Pastor Charles cut a rug yesterday, y'all. Man, get off of that, man. <laughs> do 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 So you, Pastor Charles, I'm sorry. <laughs> you done got up there, up there being nosy, man. Yup, I was being nosy, oh, yup. Yeah, well, yeah, we had, uh, well, first of all, good morning, everybody. I pray everybody's having a great day. Uh, I don't know what the temperature is. I have no clue. I saw something radar come up. Oh, it's 71 degrees, high of 85. Let's see, yeah, high of 85. Um, yeah, so we had uh, our relationship retreat. We call it just Relate. And um, we had a good time. Uh, they came, uh, this, the, the man that was there was a good friend of mine from, he's from D Dallas area. Uh, his name is Apostle Ptolemy Stegall. And he and his uh, family and his church came. And man, he, start, he started off in, in, I told him, I said, you got about 45 minutes. He started off and started mashing that gas, man. He got up there and started hollering and started, he said, there's a praise that's coming here. We need a praise right now, and man. We stayed in praise the entire time, the entire time. Anyway, um, uh, and, uh, and and what the big thing was, one of the things he said was, uh, you know, May was yesterday was May first, and he said, "Be not dismayed. Don't be dismayed. Don't let nobody disrespect your May. Don't let nobody make your May. You know, this May is good. May usually back in the day used to say April showers brings May flowers." But the, here's the big deal now is that some because of all that's been happening, sometimes people are dismayed. They they're uh, sad or they don't know what's going to happen, so they kind of are on on uh, on edge. And so what he said was, "Be not dismayed." He said, "I got that." He got that from me about a couple years ago. I put up there uh, at the beginning of May, "Be not dismayed, whatever be tied." Scripture, uh, it's a song 
It says, God will take care of you. And uh, he said, y'all be not dismayed this year. May is going to be good. He says, I know you got a Monday. He says, but tomorrow, he used that scripture too and talked about tomorrow, about this time, your your enemies will be defeated. So I was like, okay, we're, we're going to, uh, we're going to stick with that. We're going to stick with that. And he's like, um, the only thing you have to do, and he pulled the scripture up and says, the only thing you have to do is praise him. When they praised him, then the enemy was defeated. And so he said, if y'all got some enemies to defeat, and that was it. You ain't got to look. I, can, I may not be able to shout long, but I can shout several times. How about that? <laughs> Dance. <laughs> anyway, it was good service, and uh, thanks for uh, checking in. Everything else is good. Yeah, Julie's being, uh, she's in the quiet mode. Yeah, so I know she's doing something, and I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> Everybody, I hope and pray you're having a wonderful day. Pastor I can't wait to come shout with y'all. I'm talking about y'all had a time, and it was the man, like, the man had grabbed his wife and started shouting. I said, and that's what I love. I love seeing couples when they shout. I'm in a quiet mood. Sorry, I was, I was watching you. I was watching you. I'm telling about oh y'all my. whole boat through a church. You don't even know it. God, I, 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 I was like, what in the world? Yeah, and I don't know what it is. I have to go and find out what's going on. We are uh, on Facebook for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, I watch you on Facebook. That's why I watch you Sunday. Watch you Sunday. Yeah, it was on. It was, but it was only 15 minutes. And then I went and pushed it, uh, sent the uh, YouTube place. And I had to send that out there so um, yeah, so that you can still how watch. I caught, it. I caught it on YouTube. That's how I caught it. Yeah, I, I don't know, know what that is. But it's supposed to be on Facebook. It's supposed to stay up there, too. And so I'm trying to figure out what the problem is. Yeah, I, I used to watch it on Facebook, but now when I see it, I see it on YouTube. So, yeah, either or, though, it's still good, though. I like the Pastor Charles. Yeah, I be having fun right now. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what that problem is. I'm going I'm to uh, get back with Facebook and say, y'all can't be doing that to me, cutting off in the middle of the service and stuff. Right. You know? <laughs> That's why that I don't is. go live no more. I'm telling you. Bye, Between them algorithms damn, and stuff, I don't do it. I can't do it no more. Yeah, I don't know if it's algorithms. I'm like, he, no disrespect, though, but we got churches that only have, that, that just use Facebook, I guess. That's all they use or whatever. And they be up there, Jesus, I'm like, they're, they're, you know, they ain't doing nothing. I mean, you know, no disrespect, but I mean, they just be, that, you know, the lady with the, the guitar and all these people, they get up there and do their thing. And, and the next thing I know, here they go. You know, just, you know, staying on the entire two hours. Now, I need this 45 hour, 45 minutes. That's all I need. An hour and 30. That's they all I need. Just stay time. on. Control. Stay up. I'm going to mess my stuff up. Please bind the devil. I'm all right. <laughs> I ain't nothing but the devil. <laughs> I already understand, Pastor Charles. That's how I be feeling. Like, that's why I'm even, like, being different with my uh facebook posts and stuff like that I'm like these algorithms and software this technology is just growing beyond me nowadays and at one point i used to be like if my mom was in the room she'll tell you at one point you would consider me a, a tech guru i'm talking about she they literally wanted me to go to school for computers and tech at one point but now it's like i feel almost just as old as old people like i'd be lost myself no offense to the older people but you know I'd be somewhat lost. I yeah, that technology is a whole different thing between the algorithms, the SEOs, the 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 the, the quotas, and the all. Yeah, it's just, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. 
but I definitely understand, Pastor Charles. So once you get that worked out, I'm gonna be back watching on Facebook for but for right now. I like YouTube because I still pay for YouTube. So I get the recorded versions of YouTube. I get YouTube with no commercials. So I'll be watching everybody. So you know how y'all be trying to go back and watch people's sermons on YouTube and then they hit y'all with the commercial. Yeah, I don't get that to happen. Hallelujah. I, I just, I, mm, ah, yes, I got rid of that a long time ago. We don't do commercials on YouTube. Yeah, hallelujah. So I'm gonna go back and watch it again. Well, no, I'm gonna watch, what is it, TNT? Yeah, I'm gonna watch TNT on YouTube. I already yeah, set the reminder for TNT. Yep. Yep, yeah. I, already, I already set a reminder for TNT. I'm telling you, I'll be watching. I'm telling you, I'll be watching. I'll be watching. Essence, I'm throwing it over to you. Good morning. How you doing this morning? Do -do -do -do. Do -do. Good morning. Um, it is Monday. It's the Monday. It's the Monday ever right now. Um, I don't know what the temperature is. I just know it feels really good outside. Um, last night's weather and today. Yes, it's right. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm dropping my son off at school. But um, it's the Monday's Monday ever. It feels good. This is a put a box fan in the window type of weather. Um, and it feels really, really good outside. So that's all I know. Um, this weekend was good. I finished up moving, which I hate moving. <laughs> I will say that. Uh, if I can afford it, I will pay someone to pack, clean, and move me all at the same time. I'll be right back. Um, so yeah, um, that's what my Monday is looking like. I'm actually, like I said, dropping a little person off at of school, and then I'm headed to, um, my old apartment to get a few things, and then I will be officially out. So that's what I have going on right now, and that's what my weekend was. And yeah, I'm gonna shoot it back to you because I gotta take a little person into school. It's, it's not a box fan type of Monday. It's the box fan Monday for me. <laughs> not as that, that hot where you got to lift the window up, put the little fan in there, turn it off a little high. Like, that, that's a little high. It's, it's, that's how I know you from Memphis, for real, for real. <laughs> it's a box fan type of Monday. Miss <laughs> Lashina, good morning. And the crazy, real quick, and the crazy part is I'm not even from Memphis. I'm from Ohio. It's just that I'm not, I don't want to run the air yet. And run up my electric bill. Oh, so <laughs> y'all know what I'm saying. Those of us that pay electric bills and all that good stuff, I don't want to run that bill up just yet. Though, I, low key, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But and I pay electric bill. Mine's as high as ham and cheese right now. Y'all, please pray for me because I need a donation or something for my electric bill right now. Lord have mercy. East Point Power is taxing the brother. But no, real talk. At essence, don't they use the same amount of power though? Like plugging stuff not off the really. I'm not running a wall unit. I'm running a central air unit. So no. But that's what I'm saying. The central air unit ain't the same amount of power as plugging a fan up. No. See, I don't know about watts and gots and gigabytes and hertz and stuff like that. But I'm just because I don't run my air. I don't be caring. Lord, y'all gotta y'all gotta pray for me because Papa gotta spend the money spirit. Lord have mercy. I will run that air and make sure I'm comfortable. Cause I the Holy Ghost uh uh be not hot and well doing. That's what I believe. That's that's first Amarius one and twelve. Be not hot and well doing. <laughs> Cause I'm gonna run that air. I told you I don't like sweating. It's, it's like anything over 85, 83 degrees, I can't do. I'm telling you, no, no, I just can't. I'm I can't. And I got the real Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost where you got that fire inside of you that automatically just make you sweat and just make you hot naturally. So I'm talking about you be moving a little bit. I'm talking about your wrist get to jumping and you start sweating. So yeah, I'm not no, nah, we run the air. We run the air. I'm just gonna I'm gonna believe God for the electricity bill. <laughs> 
I'm just gonna believe God and have some um stewardship over my finances. <laughs> Cause whoo, when I tell you, man, uh-uh, I got I got to run my AC. I'm telling you, my AC stay on 65. What do you mean? Yes, God. Hallelujah. I like my house cold. Pastor Patton, Mr. Shannon's on the phone, so I'm gonna go ahead and throw it over to you. Good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm doing good. Just sitting here trying to recover from a busy weekend, busy week. Uh, just the the last three months has been a whirlwind for me. So this morning, my wife and I, we were strategizing, trying to get recalibrated with all the business ventures that I got going and really um, seeding more time in one that makes the most sense because it's uh, actually ownership for me. So just praying through some of that stuff uh, with my insurance business. So all of you that are in Tennessee and you need car and renter's insurance, you need to hit your boy up because I got the hookup as my own agency. I have several carriers to shop your situation through. So those kind of things, you know, um, talking to my wife. And let me tell you, I mean, I love my wife. People think I talk about her too much and I don't care. But that woman is uh, she's just God breathed. So we were talking this morning because I was I've, I've been up since about four this morning. Uh, doing my chauffeuring portion of my business too as well. Got all that knocked out. Got my laptop with me looking at some quotes and uh, ready to call some people back and that kind of thing. So, and then preached yesterday. Uh, powerful word. Go check out the replay. Um, if I can brag on myself. <laughs> just go and check it out. It, it was God just really spoke. Uh, but I'm just so happy this morning. You know, no breakfast. Uh, just strategy and prayer and hard work as usual. So, but uh, glad to be in the, uh, the service as the old people said one more time. And I yield the mic. That's bad. Listen to the replay of um, Clubhouse or Facebook? Uh, you can, you can, you can check, catch it here. I'm going to do a recap uh, on Facebook Live here probably in the next uh, maybe hour or two once I get some get some more free time, about 15, 20 minutes about what we, what we talked about. Rashonda was in the room, so I don't know if she enjoyed the message, but uh, she was in there, so. Uh, you know, maybe she can testify for you, boy. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely go try to check it out. Thank you so much. Listen, on the weekends, I don't try to be on Clubhouse at all because, like, it just be, I don't know. Like, uh, like y'all Clubhouse is uh, ghetto on the weekends. If you don't stop sounding like your nephews, it just, it just sounds so, uh. You said what, Pastor Patton? I said Clubhouse be ghetto on the weekends, for real. It's just it, for people to say they like to be so deep. I don't ever hear real substance on Clubhouse on the weekends. Like maybe it's just me. Maybe I ain't deep enough. <laughs> I don't know how you maybe hear much substance enough. during the week either. You just got to see the rooms and just learn to do what uh, Dion Warwick said instead of walk on by, scroll on by. Uh, we, that, that, that's all you can do. I'm telling you, that's all. Was it Dion or was it uh, Bobby Womack? I don't know. It may have been her. Or, I don't know. You, you, you Hello, Bobby know. Womack. Did they have strolling by and Bobby Womack? That? Well, yeah, they were strolling I by. Think, by I think he meant stop on by. I can't remember if he said stop on by or walk on by. I think walk on uh, walk on by may have been Isaac. I'm not sure. No, I don't know that. that I think that was Dion work, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we'll Dion Ward knocked at that... that uh, that's the lady who be tweeting, right? Uh, that was the well. She was she was the psychic chick back in the nineties, but you know. I ain't know that. Call me now, Miss Clinker. 
She was. She was a singer. She went. She went witch when that when that when them royalties dried up or something. I don't know. Hey, Pastor Patton. Y'all know I love my news and hot topics, right? So, Pastor Patton, you know they doing that documentary on Miss Cleo. Yeah, who's doing the documentary on it? I don't know who's doing the documentary on it. I just know that they're producing a documentary on Miss Cleo. I wonder where she at these days. I thought she died. Oh, she did. Okay, no, oh, my bad. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's what I thought. I thought the lady died, or she was in jail, or something like that. I remember once last time I really tried to look up her, like hair. I thought the lady, they said she had went to jail. And then after that, I think I looked a year or two later after that, I think she had got out and then she had died, right? Oh no, let me look. Yeah, she died. She died in 2016. I thought so, yeah. She had died in 2016. But she had went to jail like a little bit before that. And I just looked it up that uh Dear Essence. Um, the song Walk On By is by uh Dion Warwick. Got you. Okay. I might have to go look that up. I must say yeah. somebody else did it too. That's why I was like, was it that? I know um I know Isaac did it, but I just took yeah. Isaac Hayes? Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, you old school for real. You ain't been saying yeah, all I, know your life. I know my music now. I didn't listen to much of Dion, although she can sing or tell out, but I didn't really my listen little jukebox. Isaac right. did a song called Welcome By. I think it was on Dead President soundtrack too. So mm-hmm. Let me find but- out. That, that that's that's a movie I ain't heard in a minute. That that was my that go back my to my college. Yeah, that's my college days. Actually, I remember going to see that movie in the uh in the movie theater with a girl I was dating in college. Lord have mercy, Patrick. You gotta stop dating yourself like this. Man, Jesus. Ain't no wrong with it. <laughs> yeah, be old. <laughs> I went to the movies to see that. Man, when I seen that movie, bro, I was probably like ten, and it was on a VHR. Uh, you know the the. The little VHS, you know, VCR type of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the time that movie came out, Chris Rock had everybody hates Chris. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> man, you gotta stop dating yourself like that. But look, it's, come on, it's not, da- it's not dating myself, young Pat One. Um, my forty seventh birthday is coming up in uh, three weeks, so that's hey. the national holiday. Congratulations! So, so just just make sure. On May the 29th, that you let your fingers do the walking on Cash App and send a brother $7 seed for his birthday. That's right. That's right. That's Listen, right. Patton, we 11 days apart. Mine's on the 18th. Oh. Except you got some years on me even still. But yeah, 11 days. Uh, got some 18th. days and some years on you. <laughs> but that, but it, it don't even matter. See, my wife is your age. So that means I have swag to be able to capture. Mighty God. How old is your wife? She's 34. I am not going there, Dr. Cutting up this morning. Look, don't say, when they make me get violent, they make me get violent. Like, like I'm saying that. I mean, I listen. I know, listen, one of my best friends, one of my best friends, she like them your age. I don't understand it. That's just me. <laughs> But she like of your age. There's people my age that like them older. I like, like that. a good woman, thirty six years old. Give me a good thirty six. And I like them old too. Hallelujah. Hold on. When I when I was in my not so safe days, I would I I could take a a woman in her like especially my twenties. Oh my God, I could take a thirty five or forty year old woman. I could I could pull them all the time. That's because I had that gift of gab and that swag. You know, I could do that. Um, but. It reversed once I met my wife. When we met, I was 42, she was 31. And I didn't even know, had no idea 
that she was as young as she was because the conversation just flowed. It, is, it, it seems like with women that's in that age group, you know, men ain't really caught up intellectually yet. So if a woman in that age gap is intellectual and mature, then a man gonna miss it. Yup. Right. An older guy will appeal to her because you know mm -hmm. she, she's just she's that already ten years down the road. Yeah, she's already ten years down the road. So and even now, my wife and I, we we really mesh because of that. Now she has a moment that I'm like, okay, you acting thirty five right now, and that's okay, you know. Uh, and then she, I have my moments. You acting forty seven right now? Okay, you tripping, you know. So, but our maturity and the way we vibe and how we can discuss things and really just kind of talk through things makes the sense. So, don't knock it till you try it. You might have to get you a veteran in these streets. Uh, and I won't go even. I won't even go. Amen there. I'm just. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> Pastor Ben. They used to. I'm, Pastor Ben. Back in the day, they used to say that women mature faster than men. Anyway, so when you we, we all the women, oh, so that's awesome. That's, that's so okay. True. So yeah, that's why nine times out of ten, when I meet a girl who a little bit younger, my age, I expect her to be mentally, you know, a little bit more mature than me. Which is why sometimes I just go ahead and go for an older woman because I know. You mature, like you got the mindset that I'm thinking of because I'm ten years ahead. Like, well, that that can be a little bit uh, problematic, depending on how mature you really are versus uh, <laughs> how mature you think facts. you are. Facts. <laughs> because Listen, there's time, always a difference. There, there's a, there's a huge difference, right? <laughs> because, <laughs> because in that space. If you're 29 or 28, like I was back in the day, and I would be dating a woman maybe 35 or 40. I was mature, but I didn't recognize I was just entertaining. Now, I was willing entertainment, okay? But I'm not saying I wasn't willing, but I'm just saying I, I discovered that that was just entertainment because if she's 40 and I'm 28, I want kids. She done had kids, or she probably passed the point that she ain't even stung kids. So I would have had to give up that that experience, you know, just to really make it something be, be something long-term. You know, so that's why in most cases on the reverse flip side of that, like myself being a little bit more seasoned, that, that's a better word than old, a little bit more seasoned there. <laughs> me, me, being, me being a veteran in the streets and a veteran in the sheets definitely puts me in the place where I need to be with my young scrapping 35-year-old wife who is just as beautiful as the day as long. She keeps me happy and satisfied. To the point to where I think I'm still 35. So look, let me let me just put it that way. So ain't nothing wrong with it. Don't knock. You sound like you got the excitement Listen, of 25. I love look, it. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to tell you now, because folks people say you don't look 46. I'm like I know, because I got a young woman that makes sure I'm straight. I I, I can leave the house and be and be and be comfortable, because I ain't got the I ain't got the run I ain't got to chase no tail in the street. I got it at home. Man, you this know? dating life is crazy, man. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm so glad you saved Pastor Pan because I just want to be married so bad. Just so well, bad. no, but see, but let me help the young brother right there. <laughs> see, sometimes when you want to be married so bad, that means you ain't really ready because mm -hmm. you gotta mm -hmm. you gotta count up the cost you of what it really means to be a husband because being a husband is more than working, uh, being. I guess the bed not being undefiled and all the little bliss. Well, I ain't in a rush to be married. I'm just tired of the dating scene, Pastor Pan. The dating well, scene is just yeah, get ghetto. Hold on, it's ghetto. But if you get married, Doc, you gonna have to put out. You gonna have to put out, put on. Uh, you gonna have to put up with some stuff. It's a lot of putting. 
you know, that you got to deal <laughs> with. a lot of pudding. <laughs> it's a lot of pudding. Trust me. It ain't, it ain't cute as, as it looks. Like I think that's what I want. I want some pudding. <laughs> well, you can get plenty. If you get the right one, you can get plenty of pudding. But after after the pudding, you know, get dry every now and again, and, and, and you know, some of that kind of, you know, get, get the flow kind of come up, you know, you got to be able to have some discipline when she make you mad. When she say something that make you make you mad, you want to respond. And that's my uh, thing with dating, Pastor Patton. Oh, that's my thing with dating. With us, this generation. Oh, I wish somebody was in the room. This generation of us as daters, the minute we get mad, we breaking up with you. It ain't no. Uh, it ain't. It ain't. Quit saying, gen, quit saying this generation, but it ain't just well, us me. generation because it's for people. Me. That's for just like people in general, right? Like we don't know. We don't know how to really handle. Or deal with stuff because we're not married, so yes. I deal with that. And so, you know, I and I can say this, you know, having a conversation with my older older sister, Pat, my sister, you know, a little bit older than you, you know, my brother, you know, my brother's your age, you know, my brothers and my cousins are your age, and so, you know, having a conversation with my oldest sister about you know relationships stuff like that, like I ain't got to deal with that. I ain't, but my sister real quick, if she if something and my sister is a Gen Xer, she listen. Certain stuff she not gonna put up with. She will cut you off and move on like you don't exist. Family included, and so now it ain't just this generation. It's people. People do that. Well, <laughs> so let's I, just make that clear. I, I think I think that is that there it, it should be noted when you talk about long term relationships, re, generational uh, or not. I think that as time has gone on, people have very short fuses with uh, people. They just, we just do. And social media and that world has even shortened the fuse even more because we allow the pictures and the highlights of people's lives to dictate to us what we think life really is. And nobody ever takes a picture of when they're fighting. Nobody ever takes a, a, a picture of the bank account when it's negative. You know, when you got to deal with that kind of stuff and still be together and figure it out together. When you go through hard times, it really lets you know how much commitment you really got. And the truth is, across the board generationally, people are not just as committed as they once used to be because marriage is modeled and spoken of in such, um, you know, just loosey-goosey terms. You know, you ain't have to get out. You know, I see people be more loyal in dumb relationships than they are in marriage. You're so right. You know, exactly. You know, but Pat, and that's the problem. Oh, and then people get into a marriage and divorce in a year, but then these people, oh, man, why is it so bad? You, like you stay with your baby daddy. All oh, facts. He, not lying. he said that they stay with the baby daddy. It looked like he got a phone uh, call. You'll get, yeah. you'll get with your baby daddy. He won't pay one ounce of rent. Or it may have been his phone service. Y'all know he got cheap sales. So, so don't you do that. <laughs> don't you don't you even do that? <laughs> we answer that. That's that's not even cool. But as I was saying, you know, it's it's important to note that so many people um they miss it um because they are in a space where they expect the world to cater to them. And then you stay with baby daddy for 10 years, have five of his babies, and then decide you t it's time to get out. Then you get a man that accepts you and your babies and give you another baby. And then uh, when he leaves his shoes in the floor, or if he say something crass, that kind of reminds you of baby daddy, now you're ready to pack your bags. 
Negro, you took that off that fool for 10 years. We still trying to mesh and build our relationship, build our marriage, and you trying to pack your clothes? What? Where they do that at? But they do that when you practice in a space versus where you really go into a place where you got a long-term relationship and when the commitment is there, then there's no trap door, there's no parachute. It's just us until death do us part. So that's the difference. And so many young people, not even young people, but even people that are Gen Xers and beyond, I mean, they've been married three and four times. They done had a couple girlfriends and whatchamacallits and all kind of stuff. It's just people. We try to make it like it's generational. Now, if you go through all the generations, you're going to have folks that's mature and you're going to have folks that's immature. All you're trying to do is make sure you mesh with the right person, regardless if they're Gen Z or a millennial or Gen X, that you guys mesh together. Your purpose and your callings are together and your temperaments are compatible. So that way, when things get a little spicy in the relationship, on the uh, on the anger tip or on the hurt tip, then you can talk through that stuff, and then you can like we used to say in, the, uh, in college when I was uh, going to college back in the day, uh, the makeup you can make some hot sweaty monkey love and you forget all about it, and and you and you do it again the next see, time when you get mad at each other see, again. See see see, oh, let me stop you right there, Pat. I'm gonna stop you right there. So for me, and I'm just speaking for me. See that be the thing right there. I don't I don't even finna, I ain't we don't we don't I don't do makeup sex. I don't do get mad and then we gonna i don't do that before it, even sometimes my relationship we don't have that beforehand so it's not that's not gonna be what's keep you if you mad you're gonna leave because i ain't gonna give you nothing that's gonna keep you no -uh, we ain't gonna do that because i need to make sure you can stay before that keeps you i'm just saying you say that now young buck i'm just but i mean oh, I'm, like, I'm just saying I, i'm saying this as like i'm not married so i'm not saying this like i know that i'm saying don't ever say what you won't do True. Because when you get in the situation, some ish may change and you find you may be doing that which you said you would never do. I in this case make up sense. So I'm just saying, be be careful of what you saying you won't do or you don't plan on doing. You know, I said I would never have a child outside of a marriage, and here I am a whole single mama. So don't don't say what you would never do. Like life will, will definitely True. humble you and put you on your back real quick. And you'll find yourself doing that which you said you would never do. So just saying, be careful. But I don't be wanting to ask this though. I just don't be wanting to compromise to these girls. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you you gotta you you have to be in it in order to know what you would do. Uh -huh. You know, you have to experience before you before you can say what you wouldn't or would not. You know what you would or wouldn't do. And you know, I, I've only been married low these twenty years of my life to the same woman, the mother of all three of my babies, um, the one I'm going to heaven behind unless she leaves me first and goes to heaven, because um, that's the only way we're getting up out of this one. But in any event, um, you know, and because, and, and, and not, you know, because that's the decision that we've both made, right? We both said, listen, we end this, you know, till literally till death do us part. But, you know, and I know this ain't, you know, the topic, but, you know, when Patton, Dr. Patton was talking about, you know, um, you know, that that makeup sex, um, you know, it, it it's between two people who have made a decision and it's a it's a way of coming back together, um, you know, a real nice way of coming back together, I might add. He Mighty God. Mighty God. <laughs> Listen, because sometimes because watch this, it, it is it is a a um, it is a physical um, release. Y'all ain't talking to me in this holy tabernacle. 
it is it is a release and when you're able to come together and and be able because you've been you know um in in argument and you've been you know in what we call my wife and i we don't say argument we say a heated discussion escalated discussions um you know it it, it is a way of of coming to a common ground now am i saying that it fixes everything um absolutely not um but what i am saying is that when you have two people who have made a lifetime covenant decision that you know that intimate moment of you know what Pat say hot sweaty monkey <laughs> hot sweaty monkey sex <laughs> no that's actually hot sweaty monkey love get it right that's oh, it. monkey love monkey love that's what it is <laughs> monkey um, love <laughs> when you're able to come together and 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 release together man listen that'll that'll change your whole world because listen i'm telling you there that it, it it's you know physiological there are endorphins that are released there there is you know um it's just like uh, there's just so much that happens you know during that time and uh you know when you when, oh baby when you come down from that mount of privilege come on down doc come on down listen when you when, when you're able to descend from that mount oh god with the glory will oh my because i'm telling you glory will meet you there you better testify and get and I'm see. just I'm, listen Pat and I'm just trying to told somebody I'm, I'm, try- I'm, I'm oh talking about glory the glory God chill out <laughs> come on here Pat and they don't know that no, listen, but, I'm gonna t- but I'm gonna tell you what you got to do you got to have the 66 books of the Bible but you got to also have the 67th book that's found in hip hop and R and B. No, and you need come on. And, and, and you, better <laughs> you better get to uh, the chapter where Silk has a song called "Lose Control," and it's amazing. Oh my God! Oh. And if you play that song right there, it'll, it'll deliver your life, and you'll forget about why you're mad. And especially if you got you one, you got you a young scrapping wife like me that knows what she's doing. You'll forget. Oh, you'll forget everything that you was mad about, and you give us some money and go back to work to give us some more. <laughs> Not go back to work like to give this, us some more. What you say, Mighty God? I'm uh, here. I promise. If my husband don't talk about me this way in this fashion, we're gonna have some problems. Okay? You with me, Prophet? If your wife don't talk about you in this fashion, I'm talking about she better be obsessed with me. Listen, she better be. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. See, now, the minute I make you mad because I want to spend time with you or I got other stuff to do and you feel like, oh, you in your feelings and you want to leave me, then we, we got, got problems. problems. Right? Okay. Man. My wife, look, my wife has gotten so mad with me that she that she was going to try to act Pat, crazy. And Pat, I told her, I said, wife. I'm not, I know. I'm not even in relationship. I'm dating. So that's you right. there are three stages. There dating, relationship, and marriages. In dating, we don't even get to a relationship because if you can't stay here when we're when we're both mad, then then we we can't move into a relationship. If we're but dating see, and I piss you off and we still can't build nothing, then what the ham and cheese are we even here for? Well, because y'all not supposed y'all not supposed to be together. We talking about Man. with folks that you supposed to be with. See, Man. when you when, so the Bible say that love bears a multitude and covers a multitude of sins, and then it says love oh, bears all things. 
So when we understand that when, when the wife spends too much money and I want to choke her out, you know, and or if I make a dumb Oh, I'm going to ask for a refund. I'm going to take all her stuff back and I'm going to piss her back off. Well, see, now, but see, now, now you just showing... Who? He's showing us that he ain't ready, y'all. Because I told him, he's talking about you ready to mess. I, I already knew you wasn't ready. Oh, what a receipt. I just needed you to snitch on yourself, just like you just did. You're not ready. <laughs> and it's okay. Pastor Pat, I be telling them I'm not ready. Because I don't got time. Like, I will, I'm telling you, I will walk out on you. <laughs> I mean, you, you're just not ready. But when you get ready, and you find that woman of God that really has your number, I'm talking about this woman... She'll have a she'll have a Jodice praise. She'll take your money, your house, and your car, and you'll give it to her every time. Listen. It won't even be you want the key, baby. You can but see you gotta you you gotta get that power to the right woman. You can't get that to the Delilah. You can't get that to Jezebel. You gotta give that to a woman that's nameless in Proverbs 31. That when you give her something, she's gonna come back with more than you gave her. And when, when you find that kind of woman and women that's listening to the replay or you on the stage, until you can become that woman, don't be talking about what's going on with these men out here. Because, see, a man can only want to propose when he can see, and if he got some sense himself, when he can see that when he gives you something, that it's going to be taken care of and multiplied. And, and, and sir, you don't be out here talking about how bad women are if you ain't got nothing to give that she can basically multiply. I do got something to give. They don't got nothing to give back. They don't got nothing to give back. We don't really know that. Mm -hmm. Hey, when he find the right one, he'll come across this song by 112 that at the, at the end of it, he said, I'll pay your rent. I'll buy your clothes, girl. Cook your food for you. And then he said, no, the, they, and they, the fool said he was gonna do when he got home from work. How you gonna work when he got eight oh to ten God. hours a week, a, a, a day, and then still come home and cook and and, and clean I'm, and still pay the rent? I'm just, I'm just trying to told you when when you find <laughs> when you find that one. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna tell you like this. When you find that one, I was I was literally on my way to work just just before I, I got on Clubhouse. I was on my way to work and um, the love of my life called me and she said, babe, I didn't realize that I didn't have any gas. She said, oh, my God. Now, now, literally. Pat, and I, I bet your goo, you didn't you to turn all the way around and went and gave her some gas, didn't you? What? Babe, that's the mother of my three children. Praise God. What you mean? Praise God. Angry. What you mean? I, he, may been, he may have been mumbling on his breath, but he, he, he made his way over there. My God. Because see, because see, uh, uh, a 20-minute turnaround. Oh, God. Will yield great benefits. Y'all ain't saying. Okay. Look, if All you, right. look, if you make your woman feel like she's protected, see, when men, when, when men be talking about some they ain't getting on their home, I can tell you right now, you the problem. And you you the problem. are the problem and so, the fool. Because, see, when she ain't putting out, it's something you ain't putting out. And if you make that woman feel like she first, like Jaheem said, you ain't got to, you ain't never got to worry about that unless you got you a fool that will take the take the wang and, and, and the backstroke and all that and still won't cook and clean. Now, that's a whole different problem. But if you got you a good one, 
you gonna come home, you gonna smell some chicken frying, the house gonna be clean, you gonna have your clothes laid out, and you gonna get you gonna be knocked out by by ten thirty and waking up the next morning at, trying to figure out what happened, and you probably wake up to some eggs and bacon cooking when you put out right. You talk this talk, Pat. And you take you hear out. me? Yeah. Well, I'm just letting you know how I go down because I, I don't woke up to a mini morning spilling some bacon. I'm mighty God. <laughs> you know, so you got you got to you got to know what you're putting out. That when when that when that whole thing starts drying up and the Holy Spirit picks, picks I, I'm telling you, just two weeks ago, I just was telling y'all a snippet of it, but I'm gonna share a little bit more with you. When my wife got kind of frustrated because I've been working so much and moving around and doing, and she was just frustrated. And then I, and she was going off, and I went to God in prayer. And God said, shut up. I said, okay. And then he said, when's the last time you laid your hands on your wife? Anyone sexual? When's the last time you spoke into her life? Like, you're on clubhouse preaching. you praying for folks, beating to their life. What about your own wife? Now, go in there. Fix that attitude. Go in there. Get on your knees and pray with your wife. All is going to be gone. All is going to be fixed. And when I tell you that the devil got out of my house and love came back to where it's supposed to be. See, and that's the thing I'm trying to do. I want to have sex together. I mean, not, not Lord, how much that came out real wrong. Oh, oh, no. That came out real wrong. That came out real wrong. The sex came after the prayer and the rebuking. You can believe that. But no, that's what I was going to say. I want to pray together before I start having sex with you because I know my... Look, I ain't gonna act like I'm a virgin, but at the same time, I ain't out here just giving away. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to relationship patting, I need to make sure before we start moving into that level of intimacy that you gonna already stay. Like I don't need like. Well, like, make sure you and I okay. giving out the. So that should be our only keeping power. Sex should right. not be our only keeping power. That's just, that's uh, all I'm saying. Well, let me just tell you. Well, uh, I'll say this, and it is being recorded, and so who cares at this point? I will tell you. <laughs> that I was 21 when I got married um, and I was a virgin when I got married. And I will tell you that um, I did a lot of foreplay before we ever even got uh, together. And the foreplay was not even your conventional stuff except for things like being kind, making sure she had flowers when she wanted them. She got the chocolate that she wanted. When we went out, I pulled the table, pulled the chair out. I made sure that she felt like and she knew that she was the apple of my eye. And so before we ever hit the bed, I was already foreplaying her. And today, even to this day, me doing certain things, I might say something like something as simple as, honey, I just paid the mortgage. You can stay in the house another month. And she's like, oh, thank you, honey. And that's it. And all of a sudden, that's that's done. I didn't already start. We didn't already started before we ever got to the king size. That's all I'm saying. It, some some of this stuff we're trying to, we, you know, you're trying to try out and try to listen. You got if you want longevity, there's some things you got to do before you ever even hit the bed or wherever you hit and trying to get. To and that's what, what I'm want. trying to work through now, Pastor Charles. Like I need certain stuff to be worked out before I hit the bed because I don't want the bed be our keeping power. If the bed is I keep it out, here's the thing. thing. But it's, it's, a, it's a portion, but you know, it's not it's not all. Anyway. Right. And 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 the, the keeping power, I think that those who are married in the room can agree that the keeping power is the things that, that you do that lead up to those moments. And so when a woman feels I think Dr. Patton said it, I know that Dr. Charles will be able to um, agree. 
But when you're when your woman feels protected, when she feels provided for, and when she understands that she is the top priority, come on in this room, alliteration. I said when she <laughs> protected, when she feels provided for, and when she understands that she is the top priority in your life, she listen, listen. In other words, what Della just said is that when protection goes up, the panties come down. I'm I'm tweeting that right now. She gonna get my protection, my provision. And what was the last one? And the panties gonna come down, sir. <laughs> that is not what the last one was. Good morning. So, so the, uh, the last piece, <laughs> listen, the last piece that I said was uh, priority. She has to be the top priority. <laughs> okay, <laughs> back to Pat. Like, back to Pat. You, try, I'm trying to stay saved. Like, no, I really went you, through a heartbreak no, this week because no, I was no, trying to no, be saved. No, no, no. This is for this is for married. What I said is for married folks. That ain't for single folks. That's for married folks. See, I ain't now, married yet. You can't be tempted now because you no, gonna make no. me rush. Pastor Pat, what you gonna do is you gonna make me rush into a marriage for some stuff that I think gonna keep us, and then I don't I don't believe no, it might keep that, us. That's just cause you nasty. That ain't my fault that you nasty. <laughs> no, that, don't that, hold on. <laughs> that's you. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Now <laughs> I, just, I just I just told you you gotta get yourself in position where you can get ready to handle. What you got to put in and put out, and, and until you understand that part, you can be as hard as you want to be. But you are, you will bump your head against the wall, like Mystical said, and you will have more problems with trying to crucify the flesh because you're trying to satisfy the flesh and you're not looking inwardly into the spirit. And most brothers your age, because I did it, we make those mistakes. And I don't then, think it's just the brothers, though. I think it's man. These girls, these are the same way. It ain't just the yeah, brothers. No, I mean, they, they, they just. I'm talking. I'm talking to you as a man. I'm talking man to man right now. I ain't okay, never been. Okay. Woman. Okay. You know. I mean, I know that. I know. Look, trust me. There's stuff about women, women that I know that if I said it, they'd be freaked out just as much as us. No if, I, if I told you stuff I know about women, they will be mad and try to assassinate me because I know them. I know them like the back of my hand, and you can't ever, 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 ever. Let a woman make you think that they don't have a side to them that don't nobody know and that they may not look the other way. Get them a little bit and not never say nothing. Like Chris Rock said, a woman to tell you how many boyfriends she has. She won't tell you how much sex she has. Don't even ask. Yeah, we could. she going to lie. Right. So that, that's why when I was dating, I ain't even asked the question. All I want to know is your status. Do you got that, you got that package or any other diseases? If you clean that right there, I don't even know nothing else unless you got some other devils under the cast out. That, that's it, cause I, I don't even want to put I don't even want to put you in a position where you got the lot of me. Facts. You know, so and, and I know I know women don't like that. They don't like to really put that out there like that. They try to act like they just been pure as the driven snow, and their dress has been long all their life and ponytail. Now a lot of these women out here, they freaky too. That's why a lot of these men got stories and receipts because they had mm -hmm. their partners. And they'll be you mad know? if the prophet goes, oh, a prophet that, that. No, baby, you was throwing it out. Like, come on now. What you mean? Don't act like you have all them things out at looking. What? Man, look. Most, most of the women I was able, able to conquer as a single and just tow down bachelor was because I had a lot of assistance from women. I'm talking about. A lot of assistance. 
I mean, if, if Chris Paul and John Stockton was was in the same era, they would both be assist leaders because that's how, that's what women was. They was assist leaders. They just throw you the ball. All you gotta do is lay it up. Now sometimes, <laughs> some guys dumb enough not to take the hints. I was never that guy that was that dumb. And when I was that dumb, I ain't missed it the second time. All right, facts. You know, so but it's not about that. I'm trying to help you understand that you cannot be so hot and bothered that you miss the fact that connecting with the woman strictly first and foremost should be about your purpose and where you're headed. And when we start teaching young brothers about legacy and purpose and those kind of things, then the swelling literally in some respects comes down, hopefully, if you ain't just such a horn dog that you can't hear this kind of wisdom, where you start to understand that, man, bro, I'm not going to be out here investing my, my, my seed into just any random chick. And that's, and that's what I'm trying not to do, Patton. But you'll be surprised how many ch random chicks just want somebody to invest their seed in them. I'm just well, saying. Well, you got to have some discipline. Oh, my Lord. You, you gotta, it, I mean, it's true. He ain't lying. He ain't saying that. She's like, I'm the one with the discipline. Shoot. I'm the one with the discipline. But when I tell you. You trying to walk them to the house. They trying to act, uh, walk them to the door and kiss them on the forehead. Good night. They trying to say, you ain't going to come in or nothing. They, 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 right. They trying to grab and, and, and like, come on. I'm trying to be saved now. Look you up and down. marry you. Let me let me wait. Let me be saved. <laughs> and, and these ain't the club girls. These are the church girls. The girl that I'm talking about church. Man, I'm telling you, this is Let's Be Balanced Month. We're going to talk about it because we, I'm talking about saved and horny. Y'all be saved and horny. Let's talk. Like, come on, be honest. Be honest. I'm but, talking about, I know you go to church every Sunday. I know you 23-year-old, 27-year-old evangelist and you to preach across the nation, but you still having sex. Like, come on, man. Let's, like, feel. Like, come on, man. And I don't want that to be that, like, oh, yeah. Pat, we're going to talk about it. We're going to save it, though. Cause it's still Monday and it's now 45. So we're gonna go ahead and peep it real quick and come back. Um, who didn't check in real quick? So we get um Pastor Lewis didn't check in, Keith back, Miss Lashina, and Rashonda. So I want to throw it over to y'all for real quick. Go ahead and check in, and then we coming back with the weekend rewind because Patton, that I'm telling you, I done planned out all week, and we're gonna prolong from what we did Friday. Every Friday this month, I think I'm gonna do um it is what it is, part one, part two, part three, whatever. But then throughout the week. We're going to have those progressive conversations that lead up to, you know, certain truths that we're able to speak on Fridays. So, yeah, we're going we gonna, to we, we finna table it. I'm going to throw it over to the ladies first so they can check in. Then I'm going to throw it over to my fellas. So I'm going to go to Miss Lashina, Rashonda. Then I'm going to throw it to Keith and Pastor Lewis. Doo-doo-doo. It's on one of the ladies. Good morning. Good morning, family. Um, not even sure what the weather is let's take a quick peek as i am working from home today monday is always the work from home day um weather let's see what's going on with the weather so it is 48 degrees here we only have a high of 53 womp womp. so that is what it's going to be today and looks like some rain possibly i have not had any breakfast yet um as it's on me to feed myself i don't be knowing what to do when i gotta feed myself my goodness um, so I'll probably go in there and start with my yogurt and maybe some fruit and of course my chai tea, um, and whatever else is on the menu. I might even grab some lasagna because I made some lasagna yesterday. So, hmm, might eat that for breakfast. We'll see. 
Um, but yeah, definitely got some work here. A lot of paperwork that I need to get taken care of, files and charts and all of that good stuff. So that is pretty much what I have going on for today. Thank you so much. It's the work from home for me. Like Monday is Monday, and man, we have the liberty to be free at home, yes. chilling, having a ministry Monday. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like you gonna have a good old day chilling at the house. Hallelujah. Take a couple naps in between on the couch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the naps for me. <laughs> Listen, and then look, I'm telling Mister What type of couches you got? Because y'all know I had my friends over Sunday, and every time they come over my house. They always remind me that I got grandma couches. I don't know why, but as young as I look and as young as I sometimes act, I act sometimes old and mentally I'm sometimes old. So even with my couches, they so always- So we doing like, that today? I mean, I can definitely take a picture of PTR, but it is um, definitely very, very comfy. It sleeps about But is it modern or is it one with the pillows? It's modern. No, it's oh, very see. much modern. I got the it's one with the pillows. What See, you mean, uh, pillows? You know how grandma had the ones with the pillows on the back that are attached side. to it, that are well, attached like sewn to it. No, nope. don't well, come off kind. My ottoman has the one that's attached to it, but then the full couch of my love seat got the little pillows that you know you can wash them. Yeah, go on and take that on the No, go on and take that good picture so we can see your granny sofa. Yeah. Don't be talking about my let me talk about my grandma style <laughs> sofa though. Cause I'm telling you, what they don't what they don't tell you is even though they it look old, even though it look like grandma style, guess what? It will put you to sleep in a second. I'm talking about what? It will put you to I got the ottoman, the love seat, and the full couch. And if you get in that one spot on that full couch, oh yeah, you knocked out. You you gone. PTR, you see it? That's the one I be falling asleep on every night. I don't, I, like, I don't even fall asleep in my bed no more. I fall asleep right down the couch and then go upstairs to the bed at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm telling you, that's how it is. Rashonda, I'm throwing it over to you. Do you do? Good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm tired. <laughs> um, I was up trying to finish uh, my chapter for the book collaboration, and I still did not. Oh, my God. Oh, I got so much to do. The men's of God decided to wake back up. Y'all, when I say I was so upset, my goodness, and they wanted to fuss and fight and cut up all night. So, uh, y'all, sisters, so tired this morning. Y'all pray my strength in the Lord, because I got so much to do. Thank you all today. I got finished putting page numbers on my client's book. So we can submit it to Amazon. Yes, God. And Barnes and Nobles and all the other major channels. So I'm really excited about that. Yes, it's Christina's mom project. So I'm really, really excited that our little baby, you know, we're about to push out there, huh? <laughs> so... I'm so grateful to God um, that I get to serve my clients and people that I actually like in real life. Huh? Amen. Um, just do their part to be obedient to birth out these kingdom assignments. So, yes, y'all pray my attention to the Lord today. Um, the men of God decided to eat all their fruit snacks for the week while I was in the bathroom. I'm literally sitting in here with JJ because he he don't make good decisions sometimes, okay? Uh, when it comes to this water, he decides to pour out my body, my brand new body wash yesterday. And the rest of it has water in it. So I'm just, me and him are beefing right now. 
don't know if y'all know how it feels to beef with your toddler. Uh, but me and him gonna have it out later, okay? But uh, nonetheless, uh, this has been a very interesting conversation. You got okay. He has to do this. So praise the Lord. I'll talk to y'all soon. So weak. Oh, I'm so weak. I don't know. Like, and me, y'all know I be babysitting. So between Rashonda, Dr. Rashonda, I watch her boys and be babysitting this little girl. I be, I be trying to decide, and I know I'm not the real deciding factor in it, but I want to decide. Like, what would be more fun, being a girl dad or being a a, a boy dad? <laughs> They're both ghetto, baby. They're both ghetto. I see. <laughs> You be over there having fun, but that's what I'm saying because the, the experiences sound so different. Because you know, Pastor Anthony has all girls, and you have boys. Well, I mean, even though you have Raylan, you know what I'm saying? He has all girls. Yeah, yeah, audit. But you know what I'm saying? I have a girl when it's stressful. Dealing with the boys, you said what, Keith? I have a girl when it's stressful. See, <laughs> I don't know what I want. Like, I think I would want a son because he'd be like, oh, yeah, he'll be like you. But then I think about it. Would I want my son to be like me? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But then if I had a girl, whew, that might be a whole other prayer, too. <laughs> well, listen, at least you over there having fun. <laughs> Keith, I'm throwing it over to you, sir. Go ahead and check in. Do-do-do-do. Good morning, everybody. So the weather is cool. No, I think it's kind of cloudy. Now that I look back at this window, I think it's kind of cloudy. Um, I don't know what the weather is um, as far as the temperature, so I'm not even going to try to attempt to guesstimate or lie. Um, as far as breakfast, um, my wife is home and she decided to put her a piece in the oven, so I just like stole some of hers. And um, some soda and yeah that that's about it for me this morning just trying to get through this work day i had a very uh interesting weekend a very very interesting weekend it was a good weekend but it was very interesting i got all my stuff back for surgery and whatnot so you know we are good to go so it was a good it was a good weekend at, you know for that that was good when i got all that stuff back from the doctor so um yeah that was that part was good my car was a part of this photo shoot that was really, really nice. And y'all, it was, I, prom is like a big thing here in Columbia. So they had this big photo shoot at this mansion that is well known here in Columbia. And so they had me pull my car up on the grass. They had this S-Class pull up um, that was like a 2015. Then they had this other E-Class that pulled up and then they had this G-Wagon. And they like put the G-Wagon in the middle, which was new. And they put my car on the side and the other car on the side. And there was another Mercedes that they put on the side and they kind of pointed them all in the same direction. And they took the pictures for the class in front of our car. So that was nice. I enjoyed that. That was nice to see my car part of that. Black Diamond, she getting her shine. But yeah, that's my, that was Yes, Black doing. Diamond. <laughs> yeah, she getting her shine. She doing the good things. All I gotta do is like one or two things Keith. I do want to. I want to take it to get the bumper done over. But anyway, did they huh? keep? Did they pay you? At the time about the people for the car. Yeah, for the photo shoot, they should have paid you for your car. They did. They did. Oh, see, I was gonna say, God better work that thing out. As much heartache and and, and turmoil we done went through and prayer over that car, they better pay you. That car better make you your prayers back. <laughs> Listen, it needs to, and I'm still actually going through. 
arbitration to um get the rest of my money for where the dealership wouldn't fix the car and I had to come out of pocket. Right. So I'm still going through all of that. So hopefully um by the time I'm done with that, I might can just sue them to get the money to pay the car off. Um so after that, but other than that, she is doing wonderful. Everybody liked it. This is one of the cleansing classes they see. And I said, okay, well, praise God. So it has been a pretty good weekend. It has been a pretty good weekend. Um, I hope everybody else is having a good weekend. Um, to answer what Rashonda was saying, as far as being a girl dad, I am a, a girl dad, and it is stressful. And it's not stressful because of my daughter. It is stressful because of these little nappy-head boys that uh keep trying to talk to my daughters that I have the problem with. But um yeah, that's it for me. No, nah, I said they were equally ghetto. Hello, what you said? Say that again, Rashad? I said they were equally ghetto. What? Oh, okay. I was gonna say right, because why is always the boys? I was gonna say well, it's not just the boys. Well, I, you know what? I, I think it's both because I have a son too, and it it was stressful with him too. It was very stressful. Matter of fact, I'm, I think I I got more stress from that than I did from my daughter. Now that I think about I'm it, I'm getting ready to tell you, Keith. That's where I'm at with it. My daughter, who's 19, mm -mm, nothing compared to my 27 year old son who took me through it. So yeah, I'm I'm rocking with the boys all day. I'll see, be cool with him after a while. Mm -mm. See? And that's how I feel. I feel like I will be, oh, my son is going to give me hell and hot water. Oh, no. I, I can't. I'm scared. I'm scared. I think her daughter would be good for you, Prophet. You, yeah, I think her daughter would. Yeah. I think so, too. Because she'll calm me down and I'll teach her how to calm down because how to be, because I'm telling you, these, this girl, who? I could never want, I wouldn't want my She'll wrap you around her fingers a thousand times. <laughs> That's Listen, a problem. With my son, we kind of stepped into parenthood with him because, um, technically, well, the, the backstory is he's really uh, my younger cousin that came to live with me when he was a teenager and went to college, and he, you know, he became a son. So he calls us, uh, mom and dad, and we we actually legally have adopted him. Yeah, um, I remember telling me that. Yeah. So, but going through that with him. My next set of sons are gonna be better because you know I said he got here late, kind of got away from me. But these next mm -hmm. ones I'm gonna be able to have them from a from a baby. Because when I tell you, but if God can save him, God can save anybody. I will say that. Yeah, um, we keep. <laughs> yeah, praise God. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. It'll just be the boys, though. I think even whether we raise a boy or a girl, good kid. You know what I'm saying? Like whether it's a good boy, good girl, whatever the case may be. I was like you still gotta worry about these outside these outsiders. Like I was saying, somebody like my mom raised me right, but some of these, but I'm telling you, these these, these women's of God. That I'm telling you, these women's of God. I'm, I'm these women's of God. And then they, and that's why I don't like being a prophet. <laughs> no, don't call me prophet woman of God. Uh -uh, no, no. Uh -uh. And that's sometimes why I like it. Make sure that you see me as prophet, because the minute you call me Omari, I might start acting like it. And y'all, I'm trying to be saved today. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know. These these, these people's, uh, yeah. Pastor Lewis, I'm throwing it over to you before we cut into a quick song break. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Good morning, sir. How you doing, sir? I said, sir, two times. 
Don't you start with Pastor Lewis. I was, I, I was. Back. Don't you start. Listen, I'm just saying. I appreciate somebody having my back, mighty God. <laughs> but listen, um, I'm getting ready to go into an assessment um, with one of my my clients, and so um, it's beautiful out here. I don't know what the degrees are, but um, man, I I can't wait to come back in for the weekend rewind because I got to tell y'all about um, the pull up prayer for Restoration Church and uh, the House of Hope Bible study that we were doing. Um, that that's been going absolutely amazing. So. Uh, haven't had breakfast. Oh, Pastor Lewis, you fake. You ain't tell me. I would have pulled up. Oh my God, it it was it was a well. Listen, we'll be out there all month. Hold on, man, Shandia. We'll be out there all month. You about the house? No, I'm talking about the pull up prayer. No, we had we had pull up prayer. Yeah, he ain't tell me about that. Um, but yeah, it will be out there all month. So don't you worry. You you have yet an opportunity to. I was going to say, I'm bringing three calls. And if he don't show a little so I can beat him up. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to told you. We're going to be out there all month, okay? And so uh, I'll definitely give you the details, Prophet, but um, I'll wait for the, the weekend um, rewind recap to to, to kind of, you know, give you all a little insight. But haven't had breakfast yet. Don't know what I'm going to do for breakfast. Um, I'm still not feeling too too well in my body. So I think I'm going to go to Starbucks after um, this session. I'm going to go to Starbucks and get me a medicine ball um, and uh, try to get the rest of this little sinus situation. I think it was just because I've been outside all day and allergies and pollen. And we were just trying to give God great glory out there. But, um, yeah, so that's about it. Um, I love y'all, and y'all already know. As always, I'll be around. Pastor Louis, I'm telling you, you really got to tell me about it, because you know I'm still waiting on the church to volunteer here. And even though I think I'm my covering in Alabama, you know, I'll be waiting to volunteer and pray for some people. I'll be going to Piedmont and pray. I call it pull up at Piedmont and pray. That's oh my not God. cool. So I, I, I'll definitely come on over there. Listen, well, I'm, I'll, I'll shoot you the details. Um, We'll, we'll talk offline. Okay. And glory to God. Right. You know, I'll, I'll bring a whole community. We'll all be standing there waiting. Just to come on, lay hands. I'm, on. I'm talking about, I, I, I love leading submitted people. Come on. Oh, Lord Jesus. Help me. Help, Lord. Help, Lord. Help, Lord. Pastor Charles, see the thing about the people that I somewhat lead, Pastor, connect with, is we know we all need help. That's the thing. That's why that's why we have fellowship. We know we all need help. Yes, yes, we do. But like I tell you, when you when you describe that right there, make want if you want to close the church, never stop messing. <laughs> oh, the church door. We close. All right. We close. Uh, okay. Pastor, I'm telling you, but when I come to Texas, you're gonna want to close it. I'm telling you, I'm breaking a whole bus. You think I'm playing? Lord, Lord have mercy. And look, I'm gonna have you say, Pastor, a whole bus is outside. Is it a skinny guy with dreads? Is he is he there hollering and jumping, bouncing around? And they're gonna say, "How you know, Pastor? Uh, close the doors. The doors are closed. The doors are closed." <laughs> Why? That's my real life reputation. That's my real life reputation. Is it a skinny dude with dreads out there smiling? Yup. Uh, yeah. So we gonna um actually abort this situation right now immediately. <laughs> like, why is that my situation? <laughs> Y'all better stop running for me. Turn, I'm just trying to find Jesus. Turn the lights off. Turn the lights off. Turn the lights off. Lock the door. Lock the door. Lock them. Everybody be quiet. Don't say nothing. Shh. Maybe he'll go. Maybe they'll go. I'm the only... <laughs> that don't make no sense. 
That don't make no sense. I'm, the one of the, I'm telling y'all, no, I'm going to go down in history as one of, one of the only people that every pastor in the world just got annoyed by. He just, he just, he just pray, he just pray too much. He just call the church too much. He just wants something from the church every time we open. Like, yup, I'm sorry. That's just well. I would live on the altar if it was available. I'm talking about y'all. The last time I read my Bible, it was supposed to be food there too. So I don't see no reason to leave. But have you ever thought about it that God has caller ID and when He sees you, it's like, oh Lord, here they go again. <laughs> Pal- oh Pal- me, oh me, here they go again. <laughs> that- <laughs> Pastor Shaw, I'm talking about that bill. Oh, if I can see God's face with every time I pray. I'm talking about God probably be looking like he'll do that step on side. He'll be like, oh, like, bro, I just, I don't need, uh-uh. I don't want to deal with you today. <laughs> I think God gets tired of me. Look, he said, the great phone be starting right. Everybody said, give me Jesus on the line. And he, you know, all of a sudden, it's ring, ring. And then you see the caller ID. It's Omari. It's, it's, then you got to take a deep breath. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It'd be like that. I'm oh, okay. You got to get yourself together. Got to get your, get your mind together. Like, what is he going to say today? <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, that's how I be for real. I wish I could just peep into heaven and be like, God, what you think about when you, when I call you? Like, what you be thinking about when I call? Because everybody got that person that when you see them pop up on your phone, you be like, Oh God! Like, let me build my strength for this person. Let me build my strength to talk to them. I bet God have to do the same thing for me. Or, or it goes the voicemail. I'm sorry, I'm not available to. Can you imagine? Aren't you glad, Lord? Don't get me happy. Aren't you glad that you don't have to worry about voicemail? You don't have to worry about somebody being when you get a call to, to the Lord. You try to call into him. He don't put your voicemail. Back in the day, see, I don't think you know anything about this. There was a time when there was no call waiting. It was. It was, we used to have something called a busy signal. Oh, yeah. like, man, <laughs> that, <laughs> man, you call somebody and they're on the phone. That dang. It was the worst thing. But let me tell you something. That's what somebody, one of my cousins was preaching one time. He says, one of the things you can count on Jesus. Back in that day, we had that. That's all you had. You, you, can, you can call on the Lord and he, you won't get that dang, dang, dang. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pastor Charles. I, I about fell off the organ. Yes, sir. <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you. I do think some days will God be screening his calls. I ain't going to front. <laughs> he do. He's caller ID like, man, I don't know if I feel like dealing with this joker right now. <laughs> I bet he do. I'm with you, sir. I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh, here they go again. Oh, it's them again. Walk around just call like, me. I ain't even have my coffee yet playing with these cats. Golly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about what? <laughs> I swear, he be like that for real. Oh, the spirit be like, hold on, man. Let me activate real quick. <laughs> That's why God is not a man. He ain't, he ain't like us. He ain't like us. Because I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling I scream my call. I ain't trying to be funny. I do. So please forgive me. Mm. So I got to that point now. Not even going front. I scream. I, like, even, so my business line is what I scream the most. Because, you know, like with the business line, that's my ministry number. So anybody can call that. But when you call that, you got to tell me who you is. Some folks like being slick because you got to tell me your name because, you know, it's like Google Boy. They be like, okay, so you got to say your name before, you know, they answer. So they be slick and they don't be like saying their name. So guess what? I'm just going to not answer it <laughs> because I don't know who you is and I don't know what you want. And if I'm unsure about it and I ain't in the right spirit, I'm just not going to answer. <laughs> That's just how I feel. <laughs> look, look, I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I play with them things too. They say, and who is calling or something like that? And I was like, it's <laughs> sure. 
See, uh-uh. Nope, nope, nope. Uh-uh. I ain't gonna answer. I ain't gonna answer. Nope. I don't know what that's right. Nope. Sure will. Because sometimes it was, I'm like, if you don't want, if you don't want to answer the call, I don't want the, I don't want to talk. Good. What's my, what's your name? I think stretches for me. What? Oh, this is the only problem, though. In ministry, this is the only thing, though. When we ministry leaders, we don't always have that option. Like, I'm saying it out loud now. But if people really knew I was avoiding their call, they would probably shut my ministry down. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like, let's be honest. Do I got to talk to all of them? Like, everybody? Can I have, like, a certain time where I say, yeah, no, I don't feel like talking to people. I wish it was that easy. I'll do. I wish. I mean, I feel like they be trying to obligate us to talk to people because we the pastor, because we the prophet and leader. No, I don't want to talk to you today. I bet God, that's why God be in heaven like, I hear you. I hear you. I heard you the first time. That's where that scripture came from. I heard you the first time. But, um, yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> I bet God just be in heaven laughing at us. I make no sense, man. All right, look, let's go ahead and cut to a sound break real quick, and then let's pop back for the weekend rewire. I want to hear about what y'all did this weekend. I want to hear about the latest news and hot topics this weekend, about Charles and Julie. We seen old girl. She got a scholarship taken because of a little prom incident. Oh, and, Lord. Oh, I don't feel bad. I mean, honestly, Pastor Charles, I don't even feel bad. I mean, repercussions. That's why it really takes, and that's why I said it's something, like, that's why earlier when we was in the conversation talking about these knucklehead boys and these knucklehead women, I sometimes agree. Some, and I ha even have to tell some of the young men that I mentor, because you not having sex, and I post this on Facebook, you choosing not to have sex with a female, or you saying doing certain things doesn't make you gay, doesn't make you out of place. It just means that you're trying to do who you are. Like, But at the same time, because we have to deal with the peer pressure of these knuckleheads, we have to deal with the pressure of these thoughts, these girls, these women, these men, these all this other stuff. There's some people will sacrifice their whole life, whole career, whole scholarships and futures because of of some of the stupidest stuff. So, yeah, we're going to come back and talk about it. Because that was one of my weekend highlights. I was like, girl, like, I don't even... I mean, I, I kind of did feel bad for it, but I kind of did feel bad for it. Because here you is following a dumb knucklehead. And here he is, a dumb knucklehead, lead, leading you as a smart, educated, beautiful woman to do some stupid stuff. Like, and now granted, I get it. We got a lot of dumb young men out here doing a lot of dumb stuff and leading a lot of dumb people down a, a rabbit hole because, you know what I'm saying, you're a man and people looking at you. But no, I feel like if you don't be a man, act like a man and stop leading these people into stupidity. Because these young men, come on now, this girl, this girl and, and this is my 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 opinion personally, because Prophet don't know everything, Prophet don't know the truth about what's going on with that situation. But in my opinion, I feel like this smart girl was influenced by her dumb boyfriend or whoever he was, whatever they was, I, you know, whatever it was. And that influence caused her to lose out on some. Because here you is following some knucklehead. Here some knucklehead is following another knucklehead. And that's just, that's just, it's just, it's just not smart. It's just not smart. But, yeah. Let's also could have got kicked out of school. Because even in, like, the student handbook, you know, your outside life can affect your school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not supposed to um ever be caught with drugs and guns and stuff like that. So she did it to herself. Like, that was in the handbook. True. I mean, and I, that, that's why I said I don't feel bad about it because you're right. Like, that's that's common sense. 
However, in the generation that we live in now, Rashonda, when the teachers will come in class and teach you one thing and then be on Instagram doing another thing, I don't blame them. I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I get it. Like, that. you said what? Facts. I said facts. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that dichotomy that we see that we was even talking about last week. Even with the parents and stuff, like, these teachers be showing these kids stuff. So, you can't expect the kids to feel like they're equal and they can do the same thing and all this other stuff. So, Shonda, she got expelled. She got expelled. She got expelled from, so how's she going to graduate? Nah, I know. She got expelled from high school. But that's the thing. If she get expelled, how's she going to graduate? Ain't she a senior? Ain't she a month from graduation? That's crazy. Yeah, she got expelled and she is a 3.5 student and she lose her scholarship in general. Yeah, because she was going to Tennessee State. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. So she got expelled. So no, I don't even know. She probably never go back to school to get a GD. I don't know. When, when, when you get expelled over here, do you get a diploma? That's what I was trying to think of. Because I've, I've been to alternative school. I've been suspended. I've never got expelled. No, I think I'm I went to alternative out. school my 11th grade. Yeah. I was going to say, so no, even when I was a senior. Will they, they mail her diploma to her? You said what? Will they mail her diploma to her? They may. Because no, I'm expelled. Her best bet right now, honestly, I will be today. I'll be somewhere trying to take a GED test and just get it over with. But why? Well, I get it. But pull the refresh uh, since y'all showing off couches. I just I showed off my wife's that we had redone. Oh yeah, I seen that y'all had a poster. Y'all put that on Facebook. Oh yeah, see that's couches. That's what I'm talking about right there, Pastor Charles. Y'all got them couches like us. They couch with the pillows. Uh huh. Real comfort. Oh well, you got a little poster on your back. Yeah, you got a little poster on your that's back. That's a that's called that's a called a Duncan fight. It's like a it's like an antique or something. Yeah, something like that. We heart we we sit in it. It's all right, but Lord Jesus. And then y'all got them tables like me. Oh, so y'all got that wood like me that um what is it called mahogany or whatever like y'all little coffee tables. So mine's is stained, Pastor Charles. How y'all clean that? Just regular. Yeah, I know I'm ghetto. Just regular furniture. Big stain on mine. Yeah, but you, you gotta if you gotta do some repairs on it, you gotta just go ahead and do what you gotta do. Either take it to a furniture specialist or uh, if you're gonna do it yourself, eh, I would say I'll probably say I usually say I would take it to somebody that knows wood. And then once they do it, they'll tell you how you should keep it cleaned and whatnot. And, and you know, just light cleaning and light dusting. You don't need, need a whole lot. I mean, I always clean. This like this is the middle of my living room. But it's like this this one little, I don't know what it is. I'm going to PTR. I'm going to take a picture of it. But, like, I have them same, like, tables that you have. Like, that that good wood, that mahogany. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know what this little PTR. I don't know what this little white stain is. Where it's messing up my wood on my tables. And grandma told me I gotta take care of this antique furniture. I don't know how to do that. It won't come out with no Clorox wipe. I didn't use lifestyle wipes. I didn't use Ajax. It's just it's just it won't work, Pastor Charles. It looks like it's something that needs to be sanded down a little bit, but it is something. I don't know what that is, whether it's that, that's like calcium buildup. Or what? But yeah, bleach on it. You Have said you used bleach on it? No, I was scared to bleach it. I thought it was gonna get worse. Oh, I'm just saying. Um, sometimes if you use like certain products, like it'll strip the um 
the shine and the lacquer and stuff out of it. I'm sorry, I pushed your button, your mic instead of my mic. Sorry about that, man. You fine? Um, so I'm I'm thinking it was um, yeah, that you you used something on it. Maybe you walked away, um, got distracted and came back to wipe it off. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I had woke up. I y'all know I be having fun at the house, and we was hanging out one morning, and normally my table is a mess. Yeah, I mean, we, we be hanging out at the house, and it be everything on this little Prophet, center table. You said what? Is that Greenwood? Is it Greenwood? Real, real wood. Yeah. All of one like me. All I do, I'll sign it down, and sign it down, go to the office before, and buy that same oak and paint, where paint it over and put a little gloss over it. You That's said sand it down, paint over it, and then put some gloss on it. No, go to the home depot and get the mahogany wood, whatever wood that is, and paint over it, and then put the gloss, you know, the gloss color wood to make it brand new. If you understand where I'm coming from. I do, but at that point, I'm just going to buy me a new one. <laughs> like, really? I know, like, yeah, I got to, like, I need y'all praying. I Man, yeah, I will buy a whole new table versus like the labor of standing there having to repaint it and gloss it and stuff. I don't got time for that. But is it is it antique though? That's the question. Is it antique or is it, it came from your grandmother's house, right? It's antique. Uh huh. She has it's antique. Had, yeah, don't throw that away. It can be I'm not redone. gonna throw it away, but I will put it somewhere else and let it stay how it is instead of having to resand it and. Man, that's too much, Pastor Charles. You you are talking like a single man. Man, get out of there and get that thing right. Go ahead and get it right. So, you know, that's, that's, that you, listen, that kind of stuff is, it's expensive. It's already good. It's probably going to stand and it would stand whatever you do. But that particular thing is probably something that just didn't jive with the, with the, um, the, uh, the, the, what's the stuff called on the outside? Uh, that whatever that is, that's a protectant on there. Whatever that is, it's on there. Right. It didn't, that, that gloss or whatever it was that was put on there to, to kind of hold the, the color. It didn't jive with that, so this, it just needs to be sanded a little bit, and and then do what you need to do. I would even try maybe even a small one of those sponges. What's those sponges that you got now? Um, like drum pads. No, no, that's too much. That's too that's too hard and heavy. Um, those other ones, the white one. What do you call? What you say? Oh, the Mister Clean um, erasers. Yeah, yeah. I would try that. Just a little piece. Of, just a little dab of it. Just to see what it does. See if it just okay. you know just take a little corner. And just kind of just rub a little bit on there, uh, rub that uh, just for a little bit, really lightly, just to see if it if it comes off. And if it comes off, then you know, go ahead and do the rest of it. But yeah, try that. Okay, that might work. That might work. I'm gonna whatever it is, yeah, whatever it is, it's it's definitely it's it's in the uh, it, it's there, and you can see that from the scrapes and stuff like that that some it will come off. But the thing is, is that you what you want to do is do it very lightly. You know, right, don't up. mess up my table. Yeah. Right, right. I love when people walk in my house. They be thinking I'm old and anointed. They see my furniture. My Did you just say old up. and anointed? Lord Jesus. Okay, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm going over you. I'm going over you. <laughs> <laughs> they do, Pastor Charles. They walk in my house and they be saying that my little setup. Because, you know, I don't got one of the modern liberal. I don't, my living room don't look like I'm 29. My living room look like I'm like 45. I'm somebody. I'm like, but we be sitting in it. That be the problem. We were sitting in my living room. You know, people who, who like 45, old and anointed, you can't sit in their living room. They got dens. 
Uh, you go. You gotta go back to the den, to the back room. <laughs> the that's, that's what that. That's and that's where that couch is. You see how nice it looks. Yeah. The reason it is because it's in a room to itself, closed door. And if you coming in there, you coming in there with purpose and act like you got some sense. Don't be. No, we ain't drinking in there. We ain't doing none of that. You are real. At least you got plastic like back in the day. See exactly. Now I don't believe in plastic. I'm like use the stuff, use the stuff. <laughs> but no. Mm-mm. See, <laughs> on that couch, you know. Okay, we ain't sitting there unless it's some real business. Miss Lazina, I'm looking at your couch down there. Yeah, you definitely going to sleep on that one. And low key, you got a modern couch, but it's still like a little old school because it still got them pillows. Or did you add them pillows in yourself? You add where you at? You you going? Okay, you're on the phone. I'm going to wait till you come back. Because I think it's going to be the pillows for the couches that I be enjoying. But no. What was I'm saying, sorry. I messed, you, I messed you up. Go ahead and play your song because we got to get on that. We got to yeah, get I'm on that, that talk about that that young lady and that stuff, that 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 thing with the guns and stuff like that. And now she done lost her scholarship. We got to talk about that for a minute. Let's Probably, go. You know, I, go ahead. No, what you say, Julie? I never sit on my couch. Wow. You only you must got one. Only one? No, I get two. And the kind of coach I have is velvet couch. I was gonna say you gotta sit on at least one of them, Julie. Like what? Where you watch no. TV at? Where you hang out in my, at? In my bedroom. Okay, when you have company over, y'all be in your bedroom? Nobody comes into my house. Oh. So yeah, people always at my house. These niggas stay at my house. Like they, they almost and, live here. And, if we have an order, we go to a restaurant or I go to y'all out. <laughs> Julie said, you ain't coming over here, though. <laughs> All right. Not my best, not, not, not my best friend, <laughs> Look, let's cut to this quick real quick, and then we coming right back. Y'all know today is a Monday, and every Monday I try to do New Music Monday. Meaning that, you know, I try to introduce, uh, introduce something to you guys that you may have never heard before, or just some new music that's completely out for real, for real. So what I'm going to play today is PJ Morton. PJ Morton just came out with a new album. I'm telling you, that's one of the dopest artists out there, in my opinion. Besides Molly Music, I love me some PJ Morton. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and cut it over to this song by PJ real quick. And then we're coming right, right back with the Weekend Rewind. Make sure y'all pinch your people in Shadow Road and make sure y'all record some clips too. Because y'all know I be having a problem with recording these clips because I be trying to listen. And y'all be saying some good stuff. So I be having to admit, like, y'all, y'all just got to pray for me. I be needing some help. I be needing some help. But no, let me cut to this song real quick. And then we're coming right, right back. All right, let's go. Do-do-do. Oh, you supposed to play on the speakers, not on on my phone. Low house. Let me redo that again. There you go. That's I'm just gonna answer the commercial break. Sorry, I didn't understand. I know. I Don't 
you believe in all you can solve and win. Oh, 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 oh,
Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Listen, not sure where you are right now. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, or maybe you're somewhere working out, we just want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right attitude, right inspiration, all that good, right stuff to make your day go the right way. With that being said, let me stop and pause for a moment just to celebrate. Because we have hit over 100 shows on this episode. I mean, not over uh, on this episode. Um, We have hit over 100 shows with this podcast, with this room, with this club. Um, I think right now we've accomplished, I think, 50 or 60 podcast event, um, episodes initially on, you know, YouTube. Well, not YouTube. Whatever the podcast platforms are. Y'all know I'm not good at this. This is why I be needing help and assistance and stuff like that. But yeah, shout out to us because you guys have, like, you guys are, are doing an amazing job. Like, I don't put it on me. I put it on you guys because you guys are doing an amazing job. So shout out to you guys for plugging the podcast, um, for, you know, showing up, for showing out. Listen, do me a favor. If you have your individual flyers, if I send it to you, feel, do me a favor and just share it this week. As we move into the month of May, we're building momentum. So if you can, I want you to share your podcast flyer this week and let people know that, hey, they pastor, they friend, they, 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 they husband, they wife, whoever you is for somebody, let them know that you're doing something great in addition to what you're already doing. And you want them to be a part of it, listeners, be interactive, all that other good stuff. Because when I tell you, a lot of these people don't know y'all, and I'm kind of introducing them, them to y'all, y'all introducing them to me and all this other stuff, but they loving it. They they really, really loving it. So I thank you guys for being amazing people and showing up like y'all do every, every each and every week. But with that being said, I hope y'all like that song too, because that better, I'm telling you, them Cortez, I just wish I was like a Daryl Walls, uh, the Cardi Cortez, the Tim Rod. I want to, I want I want to do them like them runs where it just wave down. You know, when you move your finger coming down, like I just want to, I want to be able to kill one of those like hard, hard. But they ain't my grace right now. And one thing I know as a prophet of God is you have to wait on the season for your grace. Like this is this is how this is what I believe. You got to wait on that season. So right now that ain't my grace in this season. My grace in this season. Is to do this, so I'm just gonna do this. But I'm gonna be practicing. I'm gonna be practicing. Trust me. Spring is always practicing for winter. I'm telling y'all, spring practicing for winter. But no, let's go ahead and get into the conversation real quick, because in addition to the, you know, y'all know I love having the Bible in one hand, but I also love having Instagram, a newspaper, Facebook, and Twitter in another hand, so I can keep up with news and my hot topics. Because I just refuse to be so heavenly minded that I'm no earthly good. Like, does that make sense? I refuse to be so pseudo-spiritual that I can't be relatable to the people on earth to minister to them. I think that's one of the biggest problems we have in life. 
I'm telling you, y'all. So some no no offense to anybody on here because I ain't talking to none of y'all. But some people can be so saved, so intellectual, so spiritual, so you're so so you're so so like you're so you that you can't minister to people, you can't break through to people, you can't see both sides of the spectrum or be relatable or you know develop, which is why. Most of these people ain't growing. But hey, it is what it is, which is why we're having a conversation on how we grow from incidents like this. Because truth is, yes, this girl had a bad incident, Pastor Shaw. Like, there was a bad thing that happened. Well, yeah, I wouldn't say it was bad, but yeah, it was a horrible thing that happened. And let's not, granted, even though it was, even though we can put it on her because she is responsible of her own actions, we cannot negate the fact that she went in that photo by herself Let's put that for that. Like, she went in there by herself. And then, in, her, in addition to her not being in the photo by herself, it probably wasn't her idea to do that. It could have been. But it probably wasn't. And she thought it was cool. She thought it was cute. Why? Because social media puts that on our children nowadays. Some of these parents put that on our kids nowadays. Like, we, like, come on, let's be honest. We want our kids to be so much of the right things. We'll put it on them before they need to. So we'll say, I need my son to protect himself because he's a young black man. That don't mean you give him a gun, boo. Like the niggas ain't even out of high school. He don't even got a diploma, but you give him a gun. And now he's giving guns to other people. Or he's influencing, like, and that's why I be telling, like, some of these, no, I need you to have your head on straight before you talk to me, because I don't want to influence you to do nothing negative. You know what I'm saying? So, in my opinion, Pastor Charles, like, Julie, like, what do we do? Because at the end of the day, I'm not the type of person who want to point fingers, so I'm not going to. However, when it comes to a situation like this, when, of course, okay, let me let me break it down. Let me break it down one more time before I throw it over. When it comes to a situation like this, we can't go back and undo what has already happened. Check. That's 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 box number one. We can't do what has already ha happened. So it's already done. However, after this moment, and she has received the repercussions because, you know, it's done. And to every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. There's a repercussion. There's some type of retaliation, whatever. So the retaliation is... Guess what? She got expelled from school. She may not be able to graduate. She probably uh, lost her scholarship and all this other stuff. And I somewhat agree with having discipline. I somewhat agree with facing the consequences. Granted, I'm not in that situation. So I probably would be like, oh, yeah, she deserved that. And she may not deserve that because that may be too harsh on her and her situation. We don't know what her situation is. However, I do agree with the fact of we have to start addressing situations like this before it becomes a social normality. Meaning, why can't we have the conversation around this when you taking a picture? Like, girl, like, why didn't somebody, or auntie or uncle, granddad, somebody step in and say, why y'all trying to take a prom picture with guns? Like, it's prom. Like, we did already over-sexualize prom to the point of that's the place you got to break your virginity at. So now now that's the first, what, what, what we finna do now? Call it the first shootout spot? We shooting everybody up at prom now? That's what we doing? Pastor Charles, I'm throwing it up to you. I'm sorry. I had to go on my little yeah. rant. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Was, yeah, that was, that was some rant. You went there. You went to several different places that, that I got, we got to talk about. First thing, first thing, <clears throat> when we're in a world where people 
will use whatever means they can to get you out of something or make it so that you are no longer qualified. Why would you do anything, especially when people are very, very skittish about um, guns and things of that nature? Why would you take a picture like that? That's the question. And who was, okay. Uh, no, no, you good. I, I get what you're saying, but I also want to throw this up here. I ain't finished it in the rant, but I also want to throw this up here. This is not the first black girl that we see through a career way or, you know, go through something like this over, uh, for lack of better words, that comes to my mind right now, malpractice. Because remember, Shakari Rich was on a good roll, but her smoking weed brought her in jeopardy. So let's keep that in account, too. As I said. Okay, so we already see that as, as an example. You see that as an example that if if you want to get thrown out of stuff, then do stuff that is that can be a problem later. Again, you know, I hate, and I hate to use that, but the, the color of her skin and all those kind of things. See, we were taught early on that we always had to be better in terms yep. of we can't do what they do. You are. You can't do everything everybody else does. You have to be 10 times better, at least, to be able to really even almost equal. Now, is that fair? It is not. But there has to be, the standard has always been, let's do this. So that standard has now been loosened in my eyes. And just and this is just my own opinion. That standard has been loosened. And, um, you know, and I would say this, um, you know, mine was looser than my mom's. My mom was way deep into that. Like, you get... So you got you make yeah make all days and you stay there and you also have a good attitude. My mom drilled that in me. Now when I got when it was my turn, I don't, I was like, why is she making me do all this stuff? You know, we're equal, but we wouldn't we still aren't. You know, and now my kids are seeing the different things and they're now you know doing what they want to do. My son, my oldest, my oldest son who's married, he's married um, a Latina uh, young lady and she's half Latino, she's half white. Um, um, and nothing, no, no disrespect to that, but I'm saying that they now it's a, it's more of a, a different time. It's a different time, you know, that that we're living uh-huh. in. Uh-huh. And so, so there's a mindset that now has changed where it says, "Hey, we're okay. We're equal. We can do these little things, and it won't harm us." When people are still looking at what you do, and especially when you've got people that will um, that will go in and shoot up these high schools and there's threats and all these other kinds of things. All they need to do is see something that looks like a threat, even though we know you probably ain't gonna do it. Right now, that looks like you going you could do something. And so before that happens, we need to make sure that we make a, a we make a drastic decision by moving you out of the way and and or making a big stink about it or whatever that is. Now my, my other question is yeah, what are the parents doing? We don't know that as we we haven't heard that as of yet. I don't know what the parents are doing on their end to try to fight this. Um, the other thing is, this, does this young lady, even though she's making all A's, does she actually have an attitude problem that we're not seeing? And again, this is a one-dimensional or two-dimensional uh, thing. It's not a video. All this is is a picture. Is she known for that? I mean, is the person she's with known for that? There's a lot of questions that I kind of have, but at the end of the day, we know the kind of place and the kind of world we live in right now. We cannot get on Facebook or any social media with a gun and looking like, you know, oh, I know that's your prom picture, but you can't do that. And you know you can't do that. And now but here we are. Talk. But that's the thing, though, because now this is the argument. 
Why not? Why can't we do that? Because you even asked the same question in this room. Who set the standard of what's white, what's right and what's wrong? So why can't I, I I'm outside of school and even even though Rashonda brought up that good point and Rashonda, I'm gonna I'll bring you in too. But wh who 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 says I can't do that? Why can't I show like if the governor of my state and this, I don't know if this happened in Georgia, but if the government of my state tell me any person in this country or any person in our state can carry a concealed weapon, what is the problem with me brandishing my weapon? You know, like, okay, who that right there. that's wrong? There you go. You just you just use the, the buzzword right there, the word concealed. Concealed, okay. which means it is hidden. But you, you okay. also have to have a license to do that. So, you know, I have a I have a concealed weapon license, but guess what? It's concealed. But here in Texas, though, it is an open carry state, which mm -hmm. open carry means you can openly carry that. And here's the thing that I learned in, in my classes that the open carry folks that the ones most of the ones that do that are, you know, they just just trying to use that as a as a gimmick, you know. And if you ask them, if you get them to try to use the gun for real, they don't know what they're doing. They'll be fumbling and bumbling because it's it's external and it's just saying, "I got my gun here and don't mess with me," kind of thing. That's what it's, it's supposedly kind of like. Yeah, but see, but see, a concealed weapon to me is the best because you don't know what I got. And the thing is, is that you just need to honor and respect my property, honor and respect me, those that are in my personal space. And guess what? If I have to use this and that police and the police and the government is aware of this. If I have a gun, when I have a gun, number one, it's going to be, um, it's going to be right. It's going to be, um, it's going to be, you know, I'm going to buy it properly. I'm not going to buy it off of nobody around the corner. I'm going to buy it properly. And the other thing is, is that I also know how to use it. And so when the police comes or they, they pull, if they pull me over, they have that on their record that he has a concealed gun. And so I need to treat this a little bit differently, but he, he has been through school. He's been through the processes and he's got it. Go back, go back to it. What you just said is concealed. Concealed means it's hidden. But, you know, it was a gimmick. It seemed cool. It was nice and all that. But look what it cost her. Look yeah. what it cost her. I mean, and it, you know, my thing is, at you the end of the day, that was a decision. I now, to be honest, I think, I hope, and pray that somebody is fighting for her. I hope, and I hope it ain't that that lawyer that's you know that does all the racism stuff because he can't Ooh, even talk. Corrupt. Not being whoever he is or, or <laughs> any of them, I can't. It bothers me to no end. Yeah, we need to uh, do this because see, this don't make sense. And uh, I'm like, Hi, what law school did you go? I'm sorry, don't ask me no questions. I'm sorry, but my point is, is that. You know, I hope someone is fighting for her in that respect. You know, I hope someone is at her parents or whoever is is doing something to um, to help that situation. And I hope they're doing it without a bonnet and slides. I hope that they are doing what they need to do to make sure that their daughter, especially. And, and see, here's the other thing. What rules and regulations were on those things that she got? She got the scholarship, but did she read the fine print? If, if she's found in any kind of con with contraband or any kind of thing like that, it may be rules that's already written in the in the um, for the for the scholarship. It may be a scholarship that was given by a personal person or a, a personal entity. And but the one thing that they can't stand is they can't stand guns because maybe somebody got shot in their family and and it was needless. And so 
people can pull a scholarship whatever however they want if they, if you go against their their standards or their um thought processes their rules you know they can t- they can pull it back and it i know it's i know it's harsh i know it's bad i know it seems bad but when you make these kinds of decisions you know especially when we're in the society where people you know they say they want they okay with guns but they ain't really okay with guns especially like in my town right now we got every day there's a shooting now in somewhere you know and it's these kids and somebody and not just these kids but their kids and they're finding that their kids and they're not talking amongst one another it's not a gang related thing they just want to have a gun so they can just do whatever That's- they want to do and you make me mad i'm gonna come i'm gonna shoot up your house Mm-hmm. Did mind. you hear about Never the mind. kid that set the other little kid on fire this weekend? You see what I'm saying? It's this kind of stuff. No, I didn't hear about that. Man, yeah, a little kid set another kid on fire. They, they, he was bullied, and the bully took it too far by basically setting the kid on fire. The bully did it, huh? Yes, the bully set the kid on fire. Lord Jesus, you, do you do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? It's these kinds of things. The Bible lets us know that it's going to get, these things are going to, it's, it's going to wax. The love of men and the love of people are going to wax cold. They'll be haters of each other. They'll be proudful, prideful. What's, what is pride? Pride is like, yeah, you, you, you say something about me and I don't, and I can't get back at you. Well, let me get my gun from my daddy or let me go in the house. I know where it is. I know the combination. Let me go in there and shoot up your house. No. And then somebody, then the person gets shot and gets hurt. He he knows who did it, but he don't want to. He don't want to be a, a narc. You know, it, it's dumb. I was like, yes, how are right. gonna, What are you gonna do? Why are you, why are we doing this? Because it's a pride thing. It is a pride. I don't want nobody. I I live to tell about it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, that's not what we need to do. This I saw. I don't know how true that article is, but some lady, some lady got shot in the face. She was um uh, her, yep. her boyfriend, her husband shot her in the face and thought he was going to kill her and she didn't die and he killed himself and she over there laying all on the casket like that's my boo and she got a a, 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 a bandage on her toxic. just as toxic as toxic can be crazy listen toxic crazy however you need to put it but at the end of the day this is the kind of society we in and lord help the saints that we would just really get on top of this and really pray and really talk to the Lord, but also do our part and 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 make sure that if we see something, not be not to be afraid. I'm not afraid of my life because I know where I'm going to go, but I want to make sure that I fulfill everything I need to fulfill. Uh, but yeah, I, but I'm, yeah, listen, have a con- concealed that word. That was a buzzword. That was a very very powerful word right there. Concealed weapon. That means don't nobody know you got it. It's 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 put away. Why does she have to do it? Why did I mean? I know it was. It seemed like it was cute. It was cute. Uh, you know, it was ha ha ha. It was funny. But you saw what happened. She lost all of that. Lost her scholarship. Now that she can't go to school, why can't she go to school? Well, she she really violent. But that picture says that she has she has access to a gun. And if something goes down in that school, they don't want another Colorado shooting and all this other kind of craziness, another spirit of murder coming up in their school. So guess what? Let me make a, let me let me just go ahead on and let me help you help you escort you out the door. Let me help you. Did you, did you remember the, the beginning of Tina Turner, the Tina Turner movie when they started the Tina Turner movie and she was in there singing, uh, "This is the light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine." And yeah. she's singing all loud and everything. And mother walked around with her over there and they were sitting nice and quiet. 
and Tina Turner's little girl as a little girl was just singing loud. And the lady walked right over there and she pulled her, she walked her right on out the door. Yep. That's what that's what that's what they did with that young lady. They said, Oh, oh, no, oh, okay, you you're being loud right now. So, okay. Let me walk you out the door. So Pastor Charles, should we then have a a law that limits children to certain things like guns, like we do like tobacco and liquor and stuff like that? Should there be a twenty one and older or some on guns or something like that? And that's a problem too. You can't legislate righteousness. You can't legislate. Oh, God. Hold on, hold on. That was a word. Let me get a clip of that. You what? You you cannot legislate righteousness. The right way of doing and being comes from God. It comes from Him. You what we're trying to do is we're trying to legislate uh, people. But that's what laws morals. are for, right? Even Jesus said, "I didn't come to like you know what I'm saying abolish the law, but I but came, you came to, to fulfill, fulfill it." it. Right. No, his fulfillment of it, though, is making sure that we have our right attitude, our righteous, the righteousness that comes from him. That righteousness will help us to abide by the laws and the even laws that are sin. in place. Right. Right. That There's makes laws sense. that are there. It's absolutely. And but the thing is, when we try to legislate, listen, I can teach you and show you and talk about abortion and give you some here's some facts about it. And uh -huh. here are the repercussions. I can tell you about that. I can show you those kind of statistics and I can show you those things, but I can also tell you the spiritual side of it. What is actually happening? These are the things that are going on. Now, here's my problem. When we try to legislate to women and tell them what they can do with their bodies, they're going to start, they're going to find other they ways to do it. They're going to rebel against it. Absolutely. Yeah. They're going to find other ways to do it. When they started, when they legislated and tried to legislate liquor back in the day, you know, and what did they have? Speakeasy. So that people could go and go quietly and go in there and have all the liquor they want without having to deal with all the repercussions, so to speak, of the law. But they had to do that quietly. I didn't know That's that. why it was called speakeasy. Yeah, back in the day, they had speakeasies. That's why they call them speakeasies. You, you know, you go over there to the door, whisper, and give a whisper the cold word or whatever. Or either even in people's houses, they had people who had liquor. They would buy liquor and have it in their cabinets and stuff like right. that. You just you going over there to the house just like you know everything else. But they uh, in the back, you give them a couple of dollars and they go reach in the back behind the dishes and, and pull out the drink. liquor and give you a drink and made their money. But here's the problem. But listen, but they weren't doing that outwardly and openly then. Why? Because it was against the law. It, it might, um, I know some. I've seen it where somebody had gotten arrested for drinking in public in front of children. Wow, you're lying. Yeah, that, that was a law. That was you, a law back in the day. That you in couldn't drink in, in front the of kids. Absolutely not. You could not do that. Wow. And, and this you, was, they, was this in public or in their own homes or something? In public. In public. Wow. You can be. You know. Yeah, you I remember beer. drinking in public. Yeah. You couldn't do that. Nowadays, you can even drink in public. I remember back in the day when you can drink in public. Absolutely. And so here's the thing, but they, but with you, as you can see, things have let legislation, they saw it didn't work. So what did they do? They started to relax it. They started to relax and open it up a little bit. And we, you know, in the in the church world, we know, see that the sin is running rampant. Sin is running rampant. Well, no, what they figured, figured out, <laughs> what they figured out is that, that it doesn't work to try to legislate people to be righteous. I'd rather teach you righteousness and teach you and show you what it looks like as much as I possibly can, because as a as a preacher, I am your guide. I am not your God. 
Oh, I am your good. God. I'm guiding you towards the Lord and towards righteousness. I'm not, I'm not your God. And what happens is it's now all of a sudden you want the preachers when some preachers are not, they don't, you know, they have their own things. And I'm not saying, I'm not pleading, please understand. I'm not giving um, credence to having issues and having things in your life. But I am saying is that when people turn preachers into gods and when they disappoint them, then all of a sudden they want to say, God is not good. And that's not the truth. God or is church good. people, or God church is, is bad. They either say church God is, is not yeah. good, or they blame the church people. We all hear. Right, right. But the the and so our process always has to be: we point to Jesus. I'm gonna do my best to live for Him and do what I'm supposed to do, and I'm gonna do my part. But guess what? I got a heaven to to go to and a hell to stay away from too. So my I want to be righteous. I want to be right, and I want to be in right standing with God. But here's how I do that. I do that through the absorption and the pulling in of the word and start to practice what I preach or practice even the word that I hear. When the Bible tells me to do a particular thing and do it this way, if I got to take my thoughts captive, then I got to start doing that. What's going to happen as a result? Then things will start to work out the way they need to work out. I won't be pulled every time something, the wind blows and all of a sudden everything's, everything I, it goes off in my life. No, if I pull that righteousness in and I pull in that word and continue to, re, to have the word rehearsed in my heart, that's going to help me to do what I'm supposed to do. I don't need a law to tell me not to kill. Because if, if, if I love God the way I'm supposed to, and then I love my neighbor as I do myself, and, and if I'm doing that properly, even even if it's a little bit, guess what? I'm going to see the right situation, the right thing happen. That means I won't come after you and try to kill you. But when you don't have that in your heart, then you get the results that we've been getting. So... Yeah, you, like I said, you can't legislate. You you can you can try to legislate. You know, this is what this is why you know. And I'm not saying personally or anything like that. I just don't believe that you should have to legislate it. Um, you know, abortion, 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 abortion. We shouldn't have abortion. We shouldn't have now. Should we have? Should we not have abortion? Correct. We should not. Sin in the world. People do what they do. They are having sex. They're doing what they want to do. A woman says that she wants to have control over her body. And guess what? She, You can have control over your body. You should. It is yours. It belongs to you. And you have to give an account for that. Not me. But then let's talk a... about that. Hold on. Hold on. Stop there. Stop there, though. Stop, stop there. Stop there. Okay. Please. I'm sorry about y'all. Okay. Because you went deep. Like, that, that was good. What you were saying, you was going good up until, because I'm a man, and I agree uh -oh. with that. The woman should have control over her body. However, when you take part in uh, a double action that produces a single outcome. You know what I'm saying? Okay. When you have mm -hmm. sex and you produce that child or you even start making a child, is it solely up to just that woman? And this is probably a question we need to save for Wednesday. But oh, is no. it really just solely up to that woman to make that decision? Here's the here's the part. I know it's here's... your body. I know it's your body. I know it's your body. But Pastor Charles. Oh, y'all shifted. Y'all shifted before I can share. I'll wait. Chris, no, no. Net. I'm going to let Pastor Charles finish. I'm going to throw it over to you. All, all I'm saying is, is I don't have to carry the baby. I don't have to. Yeah. And all I'm saying in that is that when we tell a woman how they should do it and what they should do, I think we have gone too far in that respect. This is just Charles. This is me speaking because I know this is not. That's but not Pastor my Charles, body. you still ain't answering the question. You took part in making that thing, you know, even though she has to carry. Guess it. what? And okay, so here's the, here's the thing. Okay, 
So she's got to carry the baby. She and aren't you glad that God never he, he that is one rule he has not changed. He has not changed that. He has not changed it. You know, you can say all you want to. You can be all this and all that. You could be uh, homosexual. You can all this, stuff. but the only way a baby is coming is through, and it's legal. It's coming through the womb of a woman. Okay, so we already got that straight. The second part is, is you both have taken part in this situation. You both have taken part. I I would hope that now, if if the if someone is pregnant, that the father is aware of that. And has the ability to be able to help to take care or do what they're supposed to do. That would be nice. I, in, a, in a perfect world, hopefully things would be correct. In a perfect world, you know, you're married. You do, you do what you want to do. And as a result, that just shows your love of your of your spouse. You know, a baby is just a, it's a wonderful situation uh, in a marriage situation when you're able to be able to say our, our expression of love comes as, as a result of our expression of love. We have uh, the Lord has allowed us to be able to have a sire or have a, a child. Okay, so that's perfect world. Um, imperfect world. And I don't even know if it's necessarily imperfect. Um, we we gonna that's how babies come, and when they come, at the end of the day, the the process is always gonna be though is the woman. She's the one that's got to carry, or she's got to bear the child, and it is in her purview to do what do what she needs to do. Now, whether or not she, my job as a preacher and as a pastor is to be able to hey listen. Here's, you know, here's the here's the real deal when it comes to your options and your and your options in this moment. You have these options, but do you really want to take on the burden and take on the the spiritual stuff that goes with that? When if you're gonna if you're gonna terminate this pregnancy, and my job is to help you in that respect. But not only that, let me just, let me go further. I don't some I have to really say that some of us are more um, we're pro birth and we're not pro life. We say we're pro-life because we're not, because we want to, um, you know, you could, she, you know, she, no abortion, no abortion. We're saying pro-life, but pro-life is, that's pro-birth. Pro-life is after that child is, is here, are you willing to help? Are you willing to be able to make sure that that child is reared and, and brought up in the admonition of God? Or are you looking, willing to make sure that that child is taken care of? Now, I'm, I'm on record now, but I'm not for abortion. That is not my, that is not my thing. But I am pro, if you want to be pro-life, let's be pro-life for real, all the way, all the way. And I'm going to rest my mic on that. I hope I answered it a little bit. That, that did. And low-key, we're going to table it and have, and I'm going to put this on the calendar for sometime this week. We may do it on, on Women's Day Wednesday. Y'all know every, every Wednesday is Women's Day. So we may do it on uh, a Women's Day Wednesday when we have most of our women in the room and able to chime in on this conversation. Because I, like, I believe kind of like in the, I think that's what they call like a, the birth certificate theory where both parents have to sign off on the abor abortion. Like, that's just me. I mean, now granted, of course, there are certain instances where you won't have both people sign out on the, on, on, on the abortion. And I understand that because, you know, you have certain situations, case by case situations where, you know, the storm person, you got, I, I, there are a lot of things that can happen that makes you want to have an abortion, which is why I can't say I'm fully against it. However, I'm not fully for it because I think that there has to be a common, like you didn't make it by yourself, so I don't think you can just make it by yourself. That's just me. That's just me and my opinion. I could be wrong. I'm a man. I don't, I don't do nothing but plant a seed. But like I said, that's just me. Yeah, but yeah, but put that on put that on Wednesday because yeah. Lord, that's a that's a yeah, that's, that's a, a big one. Yeah. That's a topic. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yep. Yeah.
We are so this week, and uh, I'm gonna throw it over to Christian real quick. But for this week, y'all know we trying to be balanced this week. The whole month, we're talking about being balanced. We're talking about these controversial topics, but still being balanced in the midst of it, involving the Bible, involving culture, all that stuff. Because in the evolving world that we have, we still want to be true to ourselves, be true to God. But at the same time, it's time to wrap it up. I know, I know, I know. But I'm off today. I don't got a babysit today. But yeah, we really got to be balanced when it comes to these topics. Like, we can't just be prejudiced. We can't just be biased Bible. We can't be colored Bible. We can't be colored society. Like, we have to be balanced, period. So these conversations I'm definitely on the table, or, well, this conversation I'm definitely going to table to next week because uh, this week we have kind of like a battle of the sexes um, with the Let's Be Balanced, and we're actually going to get into that probably this Wednesday, Pastor Charles, but I'm going to hold that whole topic and conversation to next week. But because this week I already have on Wednesday um, the battle of the sexes with women and kind of like the conversation that we had last week. On Thursday, we're doing growth versus change. And then on Friday, we're doing it is what it is part two of the conversation that we had last week. Listen, if y'all don't be in the room on Fridays, that's one of the rooms that y'all want to be in on Fridays. But no, let me go ahead and throw it over to Prophet Christian because I definitely want to hear Prophet Christian perspective on this. Prof. Christian, good morning, sir. Come on in. Uh, Great morning. Uh, how's everybody doing? I hope y'all are well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're it's been a, here off of Florida busy day. Getting ready uh, to hit the highway. Because mm, um, one of my plates day. is so, you know, uh, Prof. Christian, I, yeah. Well, it's right yeah, across, I know. It's like right above uh, okay. AT&T. I was going to say, yeah, we couldn't hear you because you were somebody in the background. Yeah, I know. Uh, but um, I am, yeah. I, I, will, I was yeah. hearing a little bit of the conversation, and you guys okay. were talking about, um, I think it was gun violence. Okay. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. We're talking about and, uh, the story was based off of that girl who posed on, um, on social media in her prom photo with the gun. And, you know, she kind of got expelled now afterwards, lost her scholarship and all that other stuff mm-hmm. because she posted that picture with that gun and that boy. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so Sunday, um, you know, after church, you know, God moved. We had a good time. And um, we had to go to the community um, for a community stop the gun violence um, event. Um, so in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, um, it was the 18th homicide this year thus far. Um, two young teenage boys were arguing. Did you hear what I said? They were arguing Teenagers. in the living room. In their living y'all ain't hearing what I'm talking about. These are brothers that were arguing 13 and 15 in their living room with the 18-year-old brother that was in the living room as well. And so everybody, the parents and everybody's in the house, Everybody thinking, you know, they just arguing, you know, that's just what they do. They always argue, right? One said what? Other one said what? And all you hear is in their living room. They killed each other. 
and the 18-year-old boy um, was on life support yesterday. And the mom and dad had to uh, make a decision yesterday. Um, I don't know what they decided because um, I haven't been in contact with the family just yet because it's, it's, it's been a whirlwind. But what when we talk about these teenagers, these children with the access to these firearms, we're in a dangerous place um, simply because they don't have what we call self-control or temperance. Come on now. Um, their judgments are off because they're more emotional. It's about how they feel or how you made them feel. And they're reacting off of that. And we have to be very careful and cautious how we um, give them access <laughs> because somebody gave them access to these firearms. There's absolutely no way you're going to live in my house and I don't know that you got a firearm in my house. Facts. You ain't going to say that to God. Yeah. You know, there's, there's no way that you're just going to walk up in here and you hiding something in your room. First of all, we don't close no doors in here, little boy, little girl. What you doing? With Come on now, profit. This is my house. I'll take the doors off the hinges. But we gotta we gotta get to a place to where we are being wise. And I don't think that we're being wise enough um to protect our next generation from things that we wish we were protected from. And to be quite honest, um, the way some of our temperaments are, we don't need to have no firearms either, legally or illegally, Come or on. because of our temperaments. We can't handle when we're frustrated, angry, and upset. First thing to do is to get back, Thank right? You. We react. We're not proactive. We're reactive. Come on. Look how you is with your mouth. You come from a gun. <laughs> this is what I'm you see what Free. I'm saying? Like you you real slick with your gums, bruh. Hey, we gonna give you access to a firearm. And that means you have the will to take somebody's life and or to harm someone for the rest of their life. No, we have we have to do better. We have to do better with um I would, I would even just go to say that we have to be better um, at being sure that our temperaments are controlled even in front of the next generation. Because they, where do they get it from, right? Oh, okay. Nobody want to talk back to me today, but it's okay. Come on, they ain't want to talk to God today. Listen, listen, look, I got, I got the assurance adjusted here. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be nice and not holler. As, as, look, as, as I'm he, tweeting he what he's saying at this moment because what I say he's preaching. He, 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 he probably think this man, this man is real crazy. I was like, oh, mm, ah, I'm just looking noise. Pastor, you over there twitching? I'm serious, man. That is funny. He, this guy just here. We had hail, we had hail uh, last month. And uh, so the justice finally here. And I'm sitting here, 
It's like, yes, sir. And I said, oh, oh, it is the dress. Sir, what's that? I said, nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, we got to do so much better. Um, and and I and I would even stretch. I'm I'm a stretch because you know y'all know me. I love God, and all I got is Jesus. So such as I am, I give unto Thee. But I stretch the point that we we really need to get some inner healings um, from the <laughs> from past hurts and wounds that we never dealt with. Um, because I think that, that that spirit that spirit of rage and anger comes from unhealed places and hurt places and wounded places. And we, we as a people need to learn how to take time to get those healings and allow God to make us whole in areas that um, will cause us to have self-control, will cause us to be tempered. Um, it's a lot of hotheads in, in, in the world, not just in the body of Christ, but it's a lot of people that's on edge and there's a lot of people that are hurt. People. So I land my plane right here because somebody keeps calling me. So I got You good. Listen, I don't know if y'all uh, follow me on Facebook, but this is why I have these conversations because I, I be stealing stuff. That's the only thing I steal is quotes. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna cap. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, forgive me. Uh, I confessed it openly so I can be delivered. But I'm gonna steal your quote and I'm gonna give you credit. So it's technically not stealing because when I tell you, Prophet Christian said something so powerful. Here we are giving people guns that can't control their guns. That don't make no god doggone sense. Like that don't make no god doggone sense. Your word is already a bullet. Here it is. You trying to give a person. Man, what you what you was gonna say? Come on, come on. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and so, so check this, right? So, you know, your mother knows best, right? That's what they say. Uh -huh. Come on in, uh -huh. they gonna talk to me. And my mom, my father, trained me on how to shoot a firearm when I was thirteen. Um, and so my father said, yeah, yeah, you know, this is going to be your pistol, da, 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 da. My mother's like, absolutely not. Get it out of the house. Absolutely <laughs> not. He cannot have that. First of all, he don't need to know where it is. You know, he does not need it. He can't handle it. Why? Because his temperament is too high. Ah, that's good. That's good. Oh, God. And so, um, so here we are years later <laughs> and I say, mom, guess what? Um, I'm about to get my license. She said, what license? You know, you got several licenses, certificates, degrees. What you into now? Right. So I said, well, mom, I'm going to get my, my pistol, my firearm. She said, oh, no, I plead the blood of Jesus. I, I come against it in the name of <laughs> I'm screaming. <laughs> my mother, she began to war in the spirit. She, I was like, Mom, what is going on? I got to protect myself. I'm about to be a whole husband. She said, uh-uh. Uh -uh. She said, uh -uh. no, absolutely not. She said, son, uh-uh, don't you do it. 
She said, don't do it. I don't want you. She said, don't even go, don't go to class. Don't do it. I said, Mom, but I gotta protect my wife. <laughs> my mom, I gotta said, protect my no. wife. <laughs> she said, no. She said, you protect them by doing what I'm doing. You pray and got the blood of Jesus. She said, plead the prevailing blood. I said, now, wait a minute, Ma, I ain't know you was this sanctified. Now, wait a minute, when did you get sanctified like this? Uh, now, I like this kind of mama right here. <laughs> but I'm telling y'all, if if we if we really just look at, you know what I'm saying, where we are as people, our parents know where we get it from because it comes from them, right? It's, oh, it's yes. A stem, it's a stem from our parents, but sometimes that stem is enlarged and it goes deeper because nobody dealt with the hurt. Nobody dealt with the pain or the frustrations. And until we get to a place that we can get inner healing, the world is still going to be crying for a savior. And I believe that that's what's happening. The world is crying. And I don't know, Pastor Charles, Bishop Keith, you know, prophet, uh, and, 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 and prophet. Take back the bishop, doctor. Wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) but but i just believe that the world is crying out savior the world is crying out for a king that come rescue because we're we're really in a bad place because we are not healed people we are walking around wounded hurt bruised battered broken and disgusted and we need healing and so until that, we're going to continue to hear about all of these crazy lunatic deaths. That because the spirit that the spirit of the lunatic is running rampant in the world. There's no reason why a 13 year old should be shooting his 15 year old brother. That is just a lunatic. That is crazy. I'd have never heard of anything. Fight, sure, but shoot, no. Not even pick up a knife and stab. You know what I mean? Like right. we, used to, we used to chase. <laughs> Wait a minute. Do y'all have did anybody grow up? Well, I grew up. My aunt, she lived in the projects. And so when we used to fight, because her kitchen, you go in one way, you can go out the other way, you can kind of be a circle. So we used to fight and chase each other around the kitchen. We never caught each other, but we used to chase each other and act like we, <laughs> we never caught each other. other. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> But the truth of the matter is, you know, siblings are going to have rivalry, right? Right? Cain and Abel. Oh, okay. I can give you scripture. I can give you, you right, scripture. Cain and Abel. Okay. So they they definitely going to have rivalry. But it is it it is. When do we when do we lay it all down and really get healed from that hurt? Because honestly, you really just mad. I didn't come to your celebration or I didn't celebrate you and you thought that I was going to be there. So let me apologize because I wasn't there for my absence. Like when we can have those types of conversations, I can listen, I don't know. My little piece is, if we have those type of conversations and provide space and opportunities for real inner healing, I think we'll be in a better place. And I'm going to rest my mic right there. You know what you sound like when you said about sanctified mothers? You remember Mother Ray when she would say, Lord, send your angels with buckets of blood? Yes, sir! Buckets! Ooh. She used to pray that prayer and rock. Glory to God. I'm sorry. Let me get off this mic.
I'm sorry, I was talking. I was about to say you must. And Keith, and Keith, she used to pray. And she used to pray against the residue, that spirit of residue. Come on, that that residue. That's that's who taught me how to come against the residue of a thing. That it don't linger. That it don't parlay. One of my new ones is the spirit of retaliation. I be, I love, like, I have to pray that I don't retaliate. That's one thing. Oh, and it's been in me probably for like a good since 19, 2019, that I don't retaliate. Yeah, because you know, that's Ooh. premeditated. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. You plotting. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. Break that spirit up. What you doing? What I'm you thinking about? I, mean, I, I have to. I have you, to. You, you have to come against those thoughts. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, man, you really do. You, you do. know? But that be the thing though with a lot of even the situation that you um mentioned. And I'm gonna throw it over after this, or you know you or whoever. Um, but even with that situation, I don't think it's always like premeditated. The anger is what I think is still kindling. The action, you know, what I'm saying, is just is it's just a repercussion of like you were saying that that unresolved anger, that unresolved heat. So though the action may not be premeditated for a lot of these people, they bust off of, or they act off of the impulse of what's been building up that premeditated anger. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Well, let's scale it all the way back. We can really scale it all the way back to bullying, right? Yeah, that's who. Because if even if we just use words, right? Let's uh-huh. just let's just say when we used to pick on folks, right? That's an act of bullying. Right. And so what, what happens is you don't bullied me one time too many. And I'm coming back to get you and everybody connected to you. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. That's spirit of retaliation. Or, because or I now, remember or I remember that it's a builder. Or Absolutely. every person that bullies them. Or try. Yeah. Yeah. Be- yeah. Because it it's a hurt place that has mm-hmm. not been healed. Yes. And we've got to stop. Okay, Pastor Charles, you're going to holler right here and I'm tell that man he'll be all right. But we got to stop seeing things and not saying anything about what we see. Facts. Facts. We see it and we look, we look afar. Or we see stuff and we don't pay it no attention. You can't tell me that you can't see that that spirit of depression that's trying to creep in your house because mm-hmm. somebody messing with your child. Mm-hmm. Or we say it's not our problem. This is what I'm right. saying. You can't, yep. you can't do that. We quit with that. Oh, that ain't my problem. What you mean? God let you see it for a reason. That's good. We we got to stop doing that. But then when it hit our house, we want to hit the fan. Wait a minute. I thought we help us one another. Let me that's shut true. my mic. That's good. No, you good. That was good. Keith, Don, Pastor Charles, Julie, anybody? No, let me hear from um Don. Come on in, man. Cause you you, like hey, I didn't heard you speaking other rooms, and you my homie now. I'm following. So go ahead and speak on this topic. Cause when I tell you, they eating it up. Grace and peace. Um, I feel, I feel like Christian has still done the benediction already, but um, <laughs> I. So I wanted to see because I work in a school system. So when I saw that the young lady lost her, um, well, prior to that, when I saw the picture, I said, this is not going to be good because she was already recognized. Like she went viral because of her grades and the scholarships and things like that. So I saw that. Um, This is me. 
I just feel like pictures like that are are classless. I just do. Because when I was in the world and I used to fight, you never knew what I was coming with until I came. So yep. I'm not going to let, let you know what I'm coming with. I'm not showing you my whole card. <laughs> right. Th- thank you. So, uh, and then plus growing up, my grandma always said, she was like, you know, you just handle your business. There's no need to argue. And there's a need for, so that's always been my mentality. Um, I'm not going to argue with you. I need that breath to body slam you. So I'm not going to do it. So when I was, I was just like, what? I was like, this just makes no sense. And then when people started to defend her, that's where I had the issue with because we make it easy and accessible for them to do violent behavior because they automatically know that they're going to be people who defend them even though it's senseless you, to take a picture like that on a prom date what was the what was the purpose of it it just makes no excuse and then we are the same people who when something happens you have a gun you have a GoFundMe for their funeral service because you can buy all of these guns but you can't buy life insurance policies and so you go to all of the people you go to all of the churches because if you've set the atmosphere up for them to be conducive in violent behavior and honestly to do whatever they want and so me working in a school system um i see a lot and i hear a lot and so that's what it's like this just makes no sense but i feel like we um, have to do better because growing up, we can do none of the stuff that they're doing now. That I mean, we had a fear of the Lord, but most we could do none <laughs> of it. Right. Okay. We had the fear of like our grandparents, our mom and dad. Like, no, you go ahead and do that because I know what's going to happen to me if I show up. So, Before you had to fear God, you had to fear mom and dad. Hello. Like, you just, it, it's a complete difference. And so, um, I mean, I, I, I look at it just like, you know, we have to just be accountable. We lost so Don, accountability. Yes. So, so and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but, yeah, I know, I be interview style, and I be thinking why y'all be talking, because y'all be saying a lot of powerful points. So, one thing that, that I wanted to push back on what you said just a little bit is you said the defense kind of made you an uproar. And me, I kind of, I kind of understand because that's the behavior that you should not be defending. But it kind of goes back to what Pastor Charles was saying earlier. I wish there was somebody fighting for her. So I think that there's, there's, there's always a line of defense, or there should be a level of defense. I think, and it, it, this is a question, but I'm saying it as a statement. But I think there should always be a level of defense. However then the consequences have to also balance out. So would you say the consequences dealing battle out to her defense or the, the argument that people was making? Because honestly, I've seen some of the arguments too. She was young, she dumb. She was influenced by the dude in the picture with her. Oh, well, she's in a bad environment, even though she's trying to be, you know what I'm saying? I've, I've heard multiple levels of defense. But then at the same time, with defense, you also have to, Think about consequences. So would you balance out the consequences of her being expelled from, from uh, school, losing her scholarship, all that other stuff, as as something that's going to still be relevant? Like, is this, it's, what we're supposed to, is this going to teach her a lesson or something? Um, honestly, it's not just her. It's teaching her family a lesson as well, because um, she wouldn't be introduced to it if she wasn't exposed. So her surroundings expose her. And Come on. Let's let's think about it. Um, mm-hmm. She's already defeating the odds. So yes, if you have So this changed the whole community. Yeah, it changed the whole community. That's it's, good. That's good. It's not just her. 
it's our surroundings. I mean, we can look at the street and tell that it's a low income community. She no, we not look at the, the street. I'm, I'm, <laughs> if we're gonna be honest, we're gonna be honest. That's just it. Listen, you can look I'm at the housing you. and tell that this is a low community, a low income housing community. And so she already defeat the odds by having good grades and then getting a scholarship. But what happens is, is when you, like you said, the defense is necessary. That's why we have the army to defend ourselves. But the army is not defenseless. So if you're gonna defend her, be strategic. You need Ooh, to show that there's good. proof of her in anger management. You need to show proof of her getting in counseling because what needs to be taking place is that this woman will suffer from PTSD all of her life because of something that was needed in this moment. So there needs to be proof. Don't hop, do not call Reverend Jesse Jackson to be rainbow push collision. She doesn't need that. What she needs is, <laughs> she needs to be proof that she's getting therapy. That needs to be proof that she's trying to defeat the odds. And so you have to be careful. That's why I say, you know, I, I get the whole thing. We need to look out, but don't look out and then have nothing to prove. Right. If you want to jump in and defend her, make sure you have a strategy in place. Make sure there's something in place to show that that's proved that because she, she's going to need the support mentally, literally. I mean, that's going to she. Wants but is it because of this experience, or but is it because of what happened before? Because I only I believe, and this is just my opinion, because I made some stupid decisions. I feel like this was just a stupid decision because of you know, like you said, the environment, the person you was with, or whatever the case may be. But does that really? say that she needs therapy or does this incident say that hey i'm going to get therapy because i want to show that i'm you know trying to be better than what the image that was portrayed as you know trying to make me look like you know what i'm saying I think therapy was needed before and after not okay. just that exit in that situation because it honestly that moment exposed what was taking place prior but this moment just happened to be on camera. Wow. So so you have to, you know, as a healthcare professional, you must recognize the source of the problem. Yeah, the source yeah. of the problem was that this was made comfortable. Yeah. To do it. Yes. I guess and, you, if, I guess. and if it wasn't on camera, it would have never been a big issue. But because yep. it was. That part. Exposed, that part right there. Yep. You're right. It's exposed. You're, what was taking place before. And so this is why it's needed where people, these conversations are needed now because you need to understand that this was going on for a long period of time. And not only to say that those weapons were used in a violent act. So now her fingerprints are on it. If something was- All happen, over it. All oh, over that's it. good. And not, not I didn't think about that. that. That's good. Not only that, you have to think about DCFS now because technically she's still a minor because she's going to prom. So. You have those weapons. Now you put everybody in jeopardy because wow. of this one decision. So it's a bigger situation. So they need help. But don't, you know, don't defend her and be weaponless. If you're going to defend her, make sure you have weapons. Let's put her in counsel. Let's get to the problem of this. Let's change her surroundings. Yeah, like let's let's be impactful. That's just okay. So us. so with being impactful because because you have to also be mindful of the message that will be sent yeah as defending what seems to be but then proper christian that's the thing though but her consequences that's the thing so even if you don't defend she's still faced with consequences and those consequences send a message so do you think those consequences are probably too harsh because i feel like the consequences are going to hurt her more than it's helping well um 
her consequences therapy though. Her her consequences caused her caused are to punish. Well, well, this is the thing. That's what the system is designed to do. Okay. Uh, her consequences spoke to the rottenness of the system that we are governed under. Mm, okay. Okay. So when we understand make that, that, make sense. Ooh, that was sy- good. systematically, it is not designed for her to go to school, especially with good grades and on a scholarship when she comes from Title One area. So this just gave her let's, reason. Or this let's just, just be let's just reason. be real with the whole situation. This gave the government a, a reason, reason to keep her out to oh, stop wow. yet another. A scholar, wow! Had an opportunity. That's you, you, you can't stop. You can't stop her brain from working in class because it does work. Obviously, if she got all these scholarships and y'all giving them to her, mm-hmm. okay. But now the fact that it's OPM and the OPM that's writing the check frowns on gun violence. That's my money. But here's the thing. And because you want to keep my partnership. And because you want to keep my partnership, because you want to keep me cutting checks, you're gonna do what I say. Cause I'm taking my money from this this one right here. Because I don't I don't agree with it. That's that's what happens in the system that we're governed under. And especially when it comes down to the school system, and those same folks that's writing them checks. Is the same folks that's trying to put policies in that don't even know what it's like for them children to not have lights, to have to sleep in grass, to come to school just so that they can eat. I don't want to get on my soapbox, but it, it deals it deals with all of those aggregating factors that nobody really want to talk about. And not Prophet Christian, not to mention that um, had it been our Caucasian counterparts who have been wrecked by your weapon, uh, firearms and different things of this nature, they've been hunting deer and um, duck and everything else since the age of three. And so it's it's, uh, socially acceptable for a Caucasian to have these kinds of um, weapons and different things of that nature. Let's point to um, what was the, the the one where the mama bought the gun online and then drove the boy down to the to the uh, Black Lives Matter rally and and he shot up the the, the whole situation. Uh, we forget about that oh so quickly. But then when she's you know taking these pictures, which I don't believe that you know it was the right decision. However, um, you know be that as it may, if it had been a Caucasian counterpart. Would we even, would this even be a story? No, ham and cheese, no. They've been doing it. They was doing it on tractors. And- I, I, I think the difference between them is we barely see any of what they do because they make sure the cameras are not We out. don't see it. We don't see <laughs> it. The difference is we Because see daddy's <laughs> lame is on the line. Exactly. And then not only that, um, we have to look at this situation as I'm protecting my image over yours. So you have the school protecting their image. You have the scholarship foundation protecting their image because what would I look like allowing you to come to school on my dime? 
So to protect the image, they're protected because they already feel like you don't care about your image because look what you've done. And so, um, and we have to think about the the same mom that bought the gun. She made sure her son wasn't defenseless. When we get involved in situations, majority of the time, you call Jesse Jackson, and the only thing they want to do is march. And so you have to. <laughs> You cannot leave our people defenseless. And a lot of times, that's just what happens. We like to call Rainbow Push Collision in the NAACP, but what do you, a march is not going to solve this. Let's get them the same great lawyers. Let's get them the same great support as they've done yeah. everything. As they never leave their people defenseless. But we, as a people, can talk a good game, but we leave our people defenseless. And so at the end of the day, they're going to protect their name. We just need to protect ours and have that same support that they have for ours. Because we we barely see it when it happens with them. My my question is, can we have a lawyer that can actually enunciate their vows and things like that? That's all I'm asking. Master Charles, I want If we can have one that can that can actually talk like they should, at least have at least you know, uh, my 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 I, all this was listen. At, we're at a place now that we realize that there are things that are coming against us, that are against us already. We have relaxed ourselves and allowed ourselves to do some of these different things, and now we're trying to figure out how we can get it back. And the only way you're going to get it back is you got to continue to push these kinds of conversations and say, yo, you can't, you can't, son, you can't go out there like that. Son, you can't take those kinds of pictures. Son or daughter, you cannot be with this person in this picture like this. If you're going to be with them, you say you're going to be with them. But I would admire, just don't say anything that's going to embarrass the family name because most of us don't care about the family name anymore. I'm done. Sorry. I just been in a minute. Sorry. Amen. Amen. Well, last time I checked, Pastor Charles, um, my pastor taught me that I'm working for my last name and not my first one. But I'm going to go on mute. Hello. I'm just saying, I'm going to go on mute, though. How you doing? That's important though, because we don't teach that. I tell my kids all the time, don't you embarrass the Tisdales. Come on now. Like, I'm working for my last name, not my first one. What you talking about? The first one makes it my own. <laughs> Pastor Jacob? Uh, no. It's because I don't believe we, we, we really, we, we don't really appreciate legacy like we Ooh. should. We don't teach legacy, period. <laughs> and um, that's, you know, it, and it's evident because nobody has life insurance and nobody has succession in place. They got GoFundMe uh, account. Got GoFundMe. They got GoFundMe account. It's ridiculous. You, you, it's ridiculous. And it's a shame that we have counterparts that cash in on these insurance policies um, and, and live the best kind of lives that they can. Um, and, 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 and here we are struggling. You ain't got to. You ain't got to. You don't have to. You don't have they to, keep, Bishop. They keep they keep borrowing from the um, they keep borrowing from the pensions and stuff before the people die. Not, not, not even. I don't even think some of them got pensions because they don't work the job. They don't work, and not only that, they're focused on having the next pair of red bottoms for a photo shoot right. that you don't even have a legit LLC for. Now, or, let's, like, oh, let's deal they, with it. They're they're focusing on other things, and so instead of using the money that grandma left us to invest to put in cds for our nieces and nephews who are one years old and by the time they get 21 we keep adding to it to grow 
we rather prove to our neighbors who do not like us and don't care. We would rather go buy right. instead of paying off. You want to go buy a Lexus, but what you fail to realize is that the Lexus comes with an extra maintenance package, which you have to pay right. almost double the time for, double the price for. And so it's about fo- we lose our focus instead of investing. We rather prove to you, or I want you to see that I got a pair of rare bottoms. First of all, what you need to know about rare bottoms is that if you don't put the protective cover on them after two to three wears outside, you ain't even gonna have red bottoms no more. You're gonna have brown bottoms because you they they gonna see the tint. So you don't even understand that. And not only that, we don't respect heritage or our ancestors because honestly, we don't even know where we come from. And so you just have parents who are having kids and don't even tell them about their family. So the only thing they know is that John John from the block was their daddy, but he died because he sold drugs to the police officers and shot him. So they don't know anything. So what they know is I got to get the police officer back who shot my daddy or I got to get his kids yep. back. And so they grow up learning something. So we don't respect our history. We don't respect our heritage because we don't know where we come from. Everything is just happening is happening and nobody pours into that and so they take black history out of school they take all of this stuff to learn and so now you just have kids who are defenseless again trying to find their way and to prove a point because nobody has proven and stood up to them and letting them you are bought with a price you come from a family rich in history you come from a family of lawyers doctors no one is doing that because the only thing their parents want to do is become a cna and sit at home and collect link because they only work in part-time so it, it, it's a lot of factors that that go into that. So that's just my take. Who is this person on this line? Who is that? <laughs> is that Don? Right. This is my new homie Don. I just need to make sure. I'm sorry, y'all. This is my, my new homie Lord. Don. Listen, this is my new homie Don. Maybe I'm going to have to um, introduce y'all. Yeah, I see him in another room and he like fascinated me because he just talks smooth and intellectual and he got a little Bible in him. I ain't got a little Holy Ghost in him. So I was like, hey, he popped in the room. So I I invited him on stage. This time, y'all know we had that talk. I, so yeah, I invited him no, on stage. I, we're good. That was, yeah. that was that you, you were led by the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Yeah, God did that one. Can I? This is this one thing that bothers me. Um, there we have, we know of Colonial Pen. Mm-hmm. We know of um, Gerber, Bay, Gerber Baby Life Insurance. We know of all of these resources, but yet when the African-American life insurance policy, um, they started their business, it was, I didn't like the color of their business, so I went with State Farm. I didn't like their logo. It was a little ratchet. So, But this business that were built to help us, you didn't like the colors of the logo, but yet you pour this money into everything else. Now, I am one. I do love Neiman Marcus, but one thing about it, I'm going to take care of my house first. I'm going to take care of my needs first. I'm going to take care of my credit first before I go out and do what I want to do. And so that's the mentality that we have to impact. We are not in this room for no reason. This is the moment where we can start a change. Let's have vendor expos with life insurance agents there. Let's call every one of them. What can you offer this community? And not only that, let's read the your bylaws let's re- read your contracts together because you have people who are out here who have term life and don't even know the difference between term 
and whole life. And so by the time the life insurance policy come from your great grandmother that she had for 15 years, it didn't appreciate it. So the only thing you got is $5,000 to pay for a $15,000 funeral. And so nobody in the family saved their money. Nobody in the family knows about credit. So you can't go get a credit card because the only thing you know is we got to go to the church and sell chicken dinners because nobody else has money. And so I think this is a moment where we can be impactful from this day forward. Like um, you can set up a meeting, a Zoom meeting. I think this needs to go beyond Clubhouse because people need to understand that there are resources and there are people who really care and who really know. Instead of you going to invest, I tell my nieces and nephews, if the Lord didn't give you that long hair, don't go buy it until you have what you need to take care of. If you want hair, tell the Lord to increase your, your scalp. Tell him to increase your serum and your scalp, your body. Take your vitamins. Let's take care of what's needed first before you go out there and put yourself in debt. I, I, that's just my take. I, I push my students, although they come into the nurse's office for various things, but I push them to be great. Like, do you know about credit? Do you know about this? Do you know about savings? Like, so I started at a young age, like taking my nieces and nephews money when they got jobs. I'm like, all right, you give me $10 out of here. You give me $10 here. And I started putting it in saving accounts for them. And so now they have like all this money to make, they have this credit. Like, did you open up a credit account? Yes, I did. And I'm, you can't make a decision without me on that account. So I know what's going on. And so we have to be, we have to lead by example. I don't care about you praying and speaking in tongue if you cannot lead by example. And don't tell me Oh God, God let me get a clip me. of that that God is going to buy, God's going to bless you with a house with a 102 credit score. First of all, teach them, because if the Lord revealed that to you, he would have told you to tell them to pay their light bill on time. He would have told you to pay the car note on time. So we just have to be, we just got to be spirit-led. I always say, let, let God be led. God, we cannot be ignorant. You know, the scripture tells us, I have you not to be ignorant, my brother. So if that's what the scripture says, why are we ignorant to what's happening in our life? I get the hikama highest, but after you've done, speak with some authority and give me examples. Give me a sheet, just like everybody else. Mental mental health, this is mental health month. First of all, mental health started way outside of May. What people fail to realize is that you can go see a counselor and a psychologist or a psychiatrist for free because most people don't even know the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist. One gives medication, the other cannot prescribe medication. You can see that for free in your local neighborhood and no one knows that but yet we have people committing suicide and the first thing you want to get up there and say at the funeral is they're going to hell because they committed suicide so this is done oh, I'm oh, done, oh, done. Whoa, oh, oh. okay you know what pastor charles them then taught me not to do the rabbit hole thing so you know what i ain't even gonna say nothing but i just heard something that's oh god pastor jacob <laughs> you walked in the room and i heard your voice all day good morning sir happy monday just jump on in wherever you feel comfortable, because God have mercy. Pastor Jacob, come on off mute, because I'm trying not to do it. Pastor Charles, go. I'm Listen, all, all I'm saying is that I'm I'm tired of us going after green guys. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'm tired. I'm tired. I, I, there has to be something else more. Then, but we don't want to fund our own people. people. Oh, never mind. But he, he, listen, listen. Here's here's the wonderful thing. Here's what I say to that. There's got to be some perseverance on our end too. Do not sit up here and because people, it seems like they won't come. You remain stable. Come and on. Continue to do those that will use you. Use the. Let them be, do what you got to do. I think our problem becomes. 
when we're waiting on these folks and our, our people, so to speak, to actually see what we're doing and and then they'll hopefully grab, grab a hold. I have to go on. And I believe that God has a remnant of people that will use your services and that will do what they need to do. And you can become. It's this, it's this kind of talk right here. Like I hear Pastor Don. I hear, man, he, this guy right now. Listen, <laughs> the first thing smoking. What you got? What services do you He have? came with the smoke, didn't he? You know? He came with the smoke, but Pastor Charles. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm telling you now, I'm not trying to be whatever, but I, I mean, everybody has their thing. If you can talk intelligent to, intelligently to me and help me understand what it is that I need, I will use your services. Now, if you use me for your convenience, that's a whole other thing, and that, i got to deal with you on that. But if you are speaking intelligently and you're just as intelligent as anybody else that's just telling me what I need, what I need I'm going to use you, period. That's me. But also, I'm leading people to help them understand that, too. That Listen, we got people in our, in our church that do certain things. I will push them to the to the hilt because I know their work, and I I don't try to um, try to get an escape card that says oh if they have a bad day now don't, don't use them no 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 I'm I'm just saying that if we can use everybody else and everything else and we're trying to save a buck you're not gonna get the best uh, product so you need to go ahead on and just hear the people that God is putting in our midst and let's utilize their so resources their resources God is the source I'm gonna get on them and on mute. Good morning. Big bro, come on in. Come on in. For all of you, I apologize. My voice is gone, but I'll I'll say this um, to the topic that I've heard so far. uh, This is why we purchased 68 acres of land to start our own. Uh, We are in the process of building our own hotel, building our own uh, school that's going to teach our children uh, at a young age. I'm not going to talk back to me. We've already purchased 68 acres of waterfront property. We're building our own homes. Uh, and what we're doing is we're we're having the people uh, when they are purchasing their home, they're purchasing their home from us because we're the bank. Uh, we are going to be the mortgage lender. And here's the thing. They're only purchasing the structure, not the land. Uh, so what happens now is they get more house. And then when they finish paying off the house, the church will give them their plot of land. But while uh, they are uh, paying on their house that's on the church's land, the church leverage the increased value of that property uh, to build more things in our own community. So we'll have uh, everything that is necessary for uh, your entertainment, everything that is necessary for your spiritual enlightenment, everything that is necessary for your children, your schools, your, 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 uh, and where our schools are going to be the upside down version model. It is where we're having college professors at the, the first grade level, the second grade level, the third grade level, teaching teaching them in the air, the times when they are the most, uh, 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 sponge-like when it comes to information. They assimilate to information quicker from the age of, of five to nine uh, and, and from, from what really from uh, one to nine. Uh, and so I don't understand. We take the first nine years of their life and teach them all of this small stuff that they don't need to know about. And then by the time we get to the the uh, the, uh, the school age for real, then we have to retrain them all over again. And we spend another five to 10 years retraining them on how to learn. Well, we're going to do it backwards. We're going to have the college professor. Y'all not going to talk back to me. We're going to have the college professor in their, in their uh, elementary school class. We're going to teach (laughs) them. Come on. 
in their elementary school class uh, how to, to know, understand trig and how to understand because they will assimilate to whatever you teach them. But if you're afraid to teach them how to think and not how to regurgitate, we want to teach them how to think. Uh, and so it's important to me, uh, and that's our vision. We're only seven years old as a church, but we, we can tout that we don't have one member walking. We started a program called the Providence Movement where we leveraged, we partnered with an insurance company. We partnered with a tax company and we partnered with five car dealerships. So what now happens is every year they come in and they do their taxes. Everybody's taxes at a flat rate of $200. After they do everybody's taxes at a flat rate of $200, then what we do is we leverage their tax return and get them a car free and clear between $999 and $4,000. We let them go to one of the five car dealerships and get that whatever car they want uh, within budget, within reason. And so that they're able to not only that, after that, we, we partnered with an insurance company that gets them a year's worth of lease liability insurance for cheaper than USAA. And so now after that, we give them whatever's left over in their tax return. We give that back to them as well, because we're not interested in making money off of that. We're interested in making sure you have access to whatever you need so that your life can happen. You're not catching the bus and you're not, y'all not going to talk back to me. So uh, by the time they leave us in that regard, they not only have their taxes done, they have their their tax refund. They have their car without a car payment and they have a year's worth of insurance. So they're not riding dirty. Uh, we literally are trying to put the people of God in a better situation. So I told them, I said, OK, y'all don't want y'all don't want. OK, y'all want entertainment, but you don't want the price. Okay, so watch this. We started our own IPTV service so that you don't have to pay Cox and, and all of these the Verizon, Dominion. The, we, you can now get every channel on earth for $75 a year. We literally are putting the people in economic empowerment so that no matter what's going on, you're not doing anything uh, that you're you're having to compare yourself to anybody, but you everybody's comparing themselves to you. And so it is what we are doing that ask that makes people ask, what must I do to be safe? We started the first nonprofit grocery store in Virginia, the only one ever connected to a church in history. Um, it is literally it is literally at this point in our existence where we're no longer talking about uh, making baby moves. We're far, we're too far into this. Uh, we're too far past this. Our children need to know the reason why they don't have any direction is because they don't have any history. And the reason why they don't have any history is because their parents don't know no history and they, they, their parents' parents don't know no history. So now you have children trying to redefine what was supposed to be their definition and their understanding because it is easy to define who you're going, who you are and where you're going when you have a platform of history, not a platform of mystery. And so I, I, I want I'll, I'll pause there because I'm getting excited. And I, so I understand what Pastor Don is saying. I understand uh, what Pastor Charles is saying. I understand what Pastor Kristen is saying. Uh, Pastor Lewis, I understand what you all are saying. There has to be a point where we no longer talk about kingdom, where we, we get off of your Ishana Mahayas and start doing something that empowers people beyond them having to, to sell. We haven't sold a fish or chicken dinner ever, and we will never sell a fish or chicken dinner. I think that is the most ratchet thing a church could do, not because it's wrong, not because if it if it's a fundraiser for you, I am not judging you. God bless you. Do what you do. Uh, but I really believe that in this time of our life, I believe in this time of our 
our life, we have to be not only more impactful, but we have to prophesy into our future something greater than what we've been doing. And so it's important that if you have a vision, you get back on your knees and you allow God to define that vision for you beyond your chicken dinner, beyond your offering, beyond your tithes, beyond because there is something that there's something else that God has in the vision. If your vision is just to build another church, you need to go back and, and listen again. You can buy a church. They're closing down every week. You don't need to build another one. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> this, yeah. Big brother, this big brother said, you can buy a church. They're closing down every week. They're closing down every week. We don't have to, we don't have to, we don't have to buy any more churches. Kingdom does not speak to the edifice. Kingdom speaks to that if the government of that kingdom is doing well, then the people are doing well as well. And I'm tired of the church doing well and the church, the people in the church are broken, busted and disgusted. You got more, more divorces in the church than anywhere else. Why? Because we've become members and not citizens and members don't have any rights, but they pay for where they go into. But citizens have rights and responsibilities. And because we haven't taught them their rights and responsibilities, we now have a whole bunch of members who are mad at God, who are despondent with God, because we have the people who are supposed to be teaching them, teaching them the process without teaching them, watch this, their rights, the constitution of the kingdom. I apologize. I didn't mean to go on the rant, but I, I, I really, really need to, I, I'm frustrated with what we've been doing for the last 30 plus years in churches where people are still in bondage. You can't, you can't fight Pharaoh when you are Pharaoh. Come on, sir. You cannot no, fight when you are Pharaoh, when all you do is keep people in bondage to build your, oh God, we've been, we've been promoting Pharaohs in the pulpit. Pharaoh's in the pulpit wearing diapers because you're still messing in the same areas of your life over and over again. Waiting for somebody else to clean you up. So I apologize, Pastor Charles, you can you can cuss at me later. You can get me later. Uh, but I just really tired of these pharaohs in the pulpit talking about Pharaoh as if you're not the epitome of Pharaoh because you have done nothing in your church except collect taxes. But they you want to collect talk about taxes Trump. every Sunday. You, you collect it. taxes every Sunday and you make the people not only in Virginia, it ticks me off because you pay property tax when you buy the vehicle and then you pay property tax every six months for having the vehicle. How many times you gonna make me pay the same property tax on the same vehicle? Come on now. Talk about it. Tell the truth. <laughs> You have a blessing. God blessed you. Uh, Y'all need to come up here and give an extra. Uh, the Lord has laid on my heart an extra. The Lord has laid on. I need everybody to sacrifice. And so I get understanding sacrifice. But the reality is what part of this is not the tax system of the government? Come on now. Just be honest. If you just want to ask us for help for us to build, just say that. <laughs> 
I I yield my mic. I'm I'm closing my mic. No, you good. Keep going. I'm just saying. Like, if you just need some extra money to like tell them, just say that. <laughs> I love that thing about our generation. We tell you, if you just need some, if you broke, just say that, Pastor. <laughs> we broke. We need your money. Let me stop. <laughs> Pastor, now nah, we know. In the name of Jesus. No, look. Kingdom nah. life, multicultural. No, nah, y'all good. Hey, look. Look, let me, let me, uh, let me, let me uh, put uh, put some uh, crop fail on those words. In the name of Jesus, no, we're we're covered. But listen, the thing is, is that think about that. Are we really empowering the kingdom people, right. his kingdom people, or are we are we keeping them in bondage? Are are we are we showing them this is the way things go um, when when certain things happen? No, I, I'm, we're I'm, manipulating I'm, people by fear. That's what we're doing. We're trying to see, scare them into yeah, doing see, that's my problem. See, I'm going to tell you right now, if that per the young lady, and we're back to the young lady, God forbid, but if the young lady was a part of, of, of as a kingdom citizen, I would have called her right when I saw the picture. I would have called her right then. Take that down. Take it down and get rid of it. Because I would have told him. I would have said, especially knowing that she would have, she would probably, if she was my, if she was part of our church, and she would, have, she would probably told me that she got the scholarship, and we'd have testified and hollered and screamed and hooting and, and then all of a sudden to see that, I would say like, take that down, take that down, darling, take that down. Yeah, you don't need that right now. And 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 they can, so they can't find it. Go ahead, take it down. No, I don't care. You shot it. You, you can say, I, I don't know what you're talking about. But at the end of the day, here we are in this moment. And we have, we have people, uh, and I think uh, I, I'm not even gonna read. I can't even, I can't rehash, rehash it because uh, uh, Dr. Don he he really opened that thing up. And as I said, I did say earlier that you know yeah you're gonna call a lawyer, but you need to have somebody that's gonna actually help her through that process and really really get in there. And even how about the proof of that maybe she's not even violent at all. She's not. That was just a picture, real quick kind of thing. I, you know, it's sad, though, that we even have to go through all of that. But it, it's going to have to be somebody that's going to have to really represent her in a proper way. Amen. That's what's going to have to happen. And I pray that God would just uh, have that right person there. I'm not a lawyer, but I can I can definitely give you some advice. <laughs> uh, but I'm not going to play. I don't play one on TV. How about that? But I would stay in my lane, but I would definitely give her somebody that could actually help her do it when needs to be done and be able to speak in a proper manner. Amen. I'm off the mic. Mr. DeBoer, you came on stage. I'm going to throw it over to you. Good morning. I am at work this morning. I just came in, but I was stirred and roused by what Prophet Jacob was saying. I can't reinvent the wheel. I can't add any more to it. So I'm going to yield my mic and listen. Thank you so much for breaking me up. God bless you all. Okay, well, <laughs> I appreciate you for it. But okay, so if we follow up from there, then Pastor Jacob, what would be a healthy solution? Because, you know, my overall question was, do you think the circumstances or the consequences for this young lady was too harsh. Now I get it that you have to be disciplined. I get, you know what I'm saying, that it gives a certain narrative. But overall, I think like, you know, when it comes to us handling situations like this, we also have to be aware of how it affects this young lady's future. Even though we want to teach her that her past was messed up and what she did now was wrong, 
I think that, you know what I'm saying, it was a little harsh because it affects her future too heavy. Now, granted, the picture already was enough, but I think sometimes the consequences should be more healthy than hurtful, and I think these consequences are kind of hurtful. Prophet, I, I, I was uh, too late to understand the direction of no, this conversation in regard to uh, but I was just, I was replying to what uh, Prophet Don had said. He stirred my spirit. Uh, and so I was, I don't know the current issue. What happened, if you will? Just okay. do a little recap for me, please. No, you good, you good, you good. I'm, I'm sorry, big brother, it's my fault. Because I just threw you in the conversation. <laughs> it's actually my fault. I just threw you in. But no, so even with the, um, so the young lady took the picture, of course, and we see it on my PTR. Took the picture, went viral, all the other stuff. And now the consequences of those actions is she lost her scholarship to TSU. Um, I'm not even sure if she no longer can go. But of course, she lost her scholarship to TSU. And she was expelled from, I think, her high school, if I'm not mistaken. So in addition to... Um, what, what else? I'm, I'm trying to find it because Julie had dropped it in it. Uh, and she's like, Julie, are you still, what, what else happened, Julie? She, she lost her scholarship. She got expelled. And I think it was something else. But even still, those two are still too harsh for me, in my opinion. What was the picture? It's in my PTR. I'll pull to refresh. You'll see her. She's in her prom gown with a young man. And they have like a, what's that? Like an AK? I don't know. They got a big gun on her prom skirt. Then she got another gun, like a handgun in her hand. And then she's with a young man with another gun. Yeah, she got expelled, and she lost her scholarship. Okay, so she got expelled, and she lost her scholarship. So that, so, but even, but that's the thing. Even when you get expelled, you can't get a diploma, right? Which means you probably can't go to college. So in losing your scholarship, you still can't go to a college because you know, like, so I feel like I get it. It was, it was a problem. It was traumatic, but I feel like we. In punishing or in consequences or repercussions and all the other stuff, I feel like sometimes we gotta learn how to do it to help. Like, yes, we like we realize everybody in this room, I think, can agree. We realize this young lady made a mistake. However, will this reaction to her mistake help her grow? And I don't think it does. <laughs> and it's just me and my opinion. Y'all know, I probably, I, I, I love to be wrong sometimes because God speaks to me. So I love to be wrong. But I'm just saying, does this reaction or response or this consequence help her? Can't, I'm Any, sorry. Anybody I, I can jump in. Anybody. But I want to, I want to, touch back on Pastor Charles and then Jacob in this situation. Um, in this situation, um, we must be comfortable shutting the door. Elisha told the widow woman to get borrow as much as you can. And he says, when you go back, he says, you must shut the door. And so what that means is you need to shut out all distractions. You need to get in the place where you can focus on what's taking place. Um, Pastor Jacob, it, he, he doesn't mind shutting the door, but that's why he went out and built hotels. He's building schools because you must shut the door. And that blessed me. Anytime I read that scripture, it blesses me. He says, go in and shut the door. What that means is this is something that you 
cannot be in a place of unproductive people or you cannot be in a place of distractions. And so in this moment, she needs to shut the door. She needs to shut the door from naysayers, from all negativities, but she needs someone to be in there that's going to help her. Her children were helping her. They were putting the pots. Every time the pot was filled and overflowed, the children were helping her. She shut herself up. And so in this moment, she must shut herself up to get what she... The only way that God can bless her in this season if she shut the door to distractions and everything that's up. Someone needs to be in the room to help her push. Someone needs to be in the room to help her carry the pot of oil. Because like you said, she I said it again, she's going to need counseling. She's going to need therapy. Because this is something that's going to stick with her for the rest of her life. And not only that, you have to think about it. When you get expelled from a school, you must go before the board. And so you have to go before the board. Not only that, you're looking at legal things now. So she's going to have to go before the board of education. She's going to have to go before the court system. Not only that, she got to stand with in a room with social workers and DCFS workers because of the sensitivity of this situation. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's sensitive. It's dangerous. And they're going to use everything. But she needs to be in the place to shut the door. And that's just one of my things. Like, we got to be able to shut the door. Um, that We spoke about it earlier. We want everybody to see what we're doing. I you're going to see what I'm doing when I release it. You're going to see my book when it's on for sale on the bookshelf. And when it's on sale on Amazon, I don't need to mention anything to you because I'm opening up myself for unnecessary warfare. And listen, I fight already in the spirit. I, if I don't got to, I'm not going to do it. So she needs to shut the door. She needs people, like Pastor Charles said, people who can speak correctly. Like if I, if you're going to be with her, stand up and do what you're going to do. And that's for all of us. We got to learn how to shut the door. We got in our business. I mean, everybody don't need to like, we can set up businesses, Facts. do everything. We just need Pastor Chuck. He made it so good. And Pastor Charles said, we got to be comfortable shutting the door. Everyone didn't need to see what the widow woman was doing. Because, oh, girl, she came over here borrowing my good, my good pot. Said, yeah, I'll let her keep it because, you know, I do borrow sugar from her. But you don't tell anybody when you borrow sugar. But she talked talked about it. She came over here begging for pots, girl. You know, they try to kill our son. You, you know how people talk. That's why it was important for Elisha to tell her to shut the door. And I think that's that's what a lot of us need to do. Shut the door, but make sure she's covered while the door's shut. That's why her sons helped her, giving her pots. And she told them when the when the oil was done, he says, we have no more pots left. And then the oil stopped. What's happening is people are literally crushing her olive where her oil can't flow. And we have people who are like us who are willing to help and talk about it to do it. So I just think that this is a shut the door moment where we just got to be shut up and shut up correctly. Poor decision, sweet. Poor decision. It's two things you're good at. Making good music and making poor decisions. I'm sorry. I was just, y'all know I have a, I be having an audience when y'all be listening. Because I be trying to build this platform. And we all thinking the same thing. Like, this was just a, a horrible, I mean, no, I feel bad for old girl. Y'all got me feeling so bad for the, oh, because I, 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 I made stupid yeah, Mr. Bora. I'm just sorry. May I ask, since I don't know anything about this and I'm just looking at a picture, what is the background story? Does anybody know that? What is the reason she decided to do this? Is this from, you know, because this is kind of neighborhood she's in? Is this because she thought it was cute? Is this because she thought it was different? What, there, there's a lot of. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I don't think nobody knows the actual reason. 
I mean, Don alluded to a little earlier. I mean, or Pastor Lewis. I mean, no, I think it was Pastor Charles that Don alluded to it earlier. But I think no one knows the real psychological state that she was in to take this picture. But I mean, we can all kind of, you know, gather in from the environment and from, you know, what's going on. And the problem is I live less than 20 minutes from a school district that is shut down every time I turn around and three of my grandchildren are in there because people bring guns to school. Now you're going to do this and we assume you're going to a prom. That's sending one heck of a bad message, no matter which way you got it. It is, but Mr. Board, I mean, I and I agree with you. Like I said, I definitely agree with you. But you know, I'm on a, a defensive side and a prosecutor side. Ask a question. Prophet, I would ask a question. Um, did you take this picture at home or at a school property? Well, this picture that I in my PTR, she was at home. Like she was at the street. She was, you know, she's probably in her normal setting. So what are you gonna do with the school? Is this a prom picture? You said what? I'm trying to figure out. Is this a prom picture? I'm trying to figure out what I got to do with the school. Is this a prom picture? Yeah, I was going to say it's a prom's picture. So it's connected to the school. What it has, yes, what it has to do with the school. We assume you're on your way someplace to be with students. That's what it has to do with the school. Prom, school, all connected. It, it was a bad decision. Now, I, I don't know what her punishment is going to be, but I would think, too, I would need to know what her psyche was to do this in the first place. What is going on with you to think this was okay to begin with? I don't know. It's disturbing. I yell my mind. You created a culture. We have a culture now where they'll post without thought. So what happens now is, and I get, I get it, I get it. We we created a culture where we tell them that they have freedom of expression, freedom of you know, doing all of that. However, what we forgot to tell them is in that freedom also comes consequences by those who watch you. Oh, don't don't worry, girl. Don't care about what nobody say about what you do, because I see the guns. But as a father, my question is, who gave them the permission to put all that lace in the front? Where y'all not gonna talk back to me? Come on now. We we got more than one bad situation here. Yes, the guns are horrible. My next question, my other question is, who gave her permission to show off the? Rest- the rest of her body. Because as a father, no man, close that up. That's not for nobody's viewing. But because we've given them permission to expose themselves, now you have to deal with the consequences of exposure. It didn't start with the guns, it started with her. So they gave her permission to, to get whatever dress she thought was cute. So she's been exposed in more than one area. I, that's all I, cause I'm just a, I'm, I'm from the father perspective. You're already exposed in one area. So this exposure, there was no consequence with. 
because we haven't given you consequences to exposure. I'll yield. Prophet Jacob, you are so right. But what is interesting, it's sad to say, but this young lady is actually more dressed and more covered than most I've seen lately. I agree with you. I yield. Pastor Charles, Pastor, what well, I ain't heard from Pastor Lewis. Pastor Lewis, you still in the mean? Okay, well I'm I'm gonna let it go because I can't come to a defense too much because yeah, because I don't want to feel like I'm an advocate for it because I'm not. But I just wish there was just you know different responses to it. Like I don't know if I was someone who was in the school district. I would say, okay, well, let's not expel her or let's not take away her scholarship. But kind of what Don alluded to earlier, let's probably enroll her into some therapy over the summer before she go to college. You know what I'm saying? Let's do some other measures or some other, some other, like, let's do something else before we hurt her even more than this situation has already hurt her. Does that make sense? I'm talking about from anybody who's been viral, who's went viral, who's been in bad situations, meant well, or even in the meanwhile, was just doing something out of hype, out of experience, and it turned out bad, anything. I feel like you normally learn your lesson from that experience. But when people come to punish you even more than you already going through or go through the situation, I think it kind of makes it a little bit worse, which is why yeah. I said, it hurts. You said what? It hurts because when I saw that, um, that gives me, they have nothing to do with what I'm going to say. That gives me like that, um, what the president is again? And that Clinton and that Lawrence C. Burroughs, you get how life rules. Hold on, say again. I understand. Like you say it again. Like that gives me um, that Bill Clinton vibe with that, that young lady. Monica Lewinsky, yeah. Yeah, that, that makes me feel like they, 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 um, her life is going to set a certain part way. And I, I, I feel sorry for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. Yeah, like I do. I feel bad because I mean, and I don't feel bad because of the photo. Because honestly, I disagree with it. It was tacky. It was classless. She's young, right? She's young, and I feel like at a certain point, like and especially as us as adults, when we training our children certain things, social media is teaching our children certain things. We can't get mad at them for ignorant mistakes. Yes, they want to walk in the grace of fathers and all this other stuff and grandfathers but we have to still realize that they are children they're still ignorant even me myself i have to realize i make some dumb childish immature mistakes but i would still want an extension of grace i expect consequences but i still want an extension of grace with my consequences because i'm not saying i just no i just i feel like she could have learned because me i'm someone maybe Am I, yeah, you want me the right way to walk? Oh, yeah, we're going to learn our lesson. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like she's a young lady that she she learned her lesson. But then now we mess with the career. We mess with her future. It's it, it's it's, it's going to, yeah, I just, uh, I feel bad for her. I feel bad for her. <laughs> Listen, I'm probably Brianna that stepped up. Uh, and so I definitely want to give her space and grace before we close out. Because y'all know it's 12 o'clock and it's a Monday. Yeah, no, I'm I'm always doing this because I ain't I ain't working my my third job today. But I'm gonna throw it up to Apostle Brianna again. We're gonna go ahead and shut the final remarks and question of the day. Oh, thank you so much, Prophet. You know, I don't wanna be on here too long. Uh, but I just, you know, and I feel like this is what God has said in my spirit, you know, 
just give her grace, you know, because I look at her, and y'all excuse me, I, my voice going to leave, I'm going hoarse, but um, I look at that young lady, and y'all, that was me. Um, that was my It was me, too. It would have been. And so it's like, you know, y'all don't know my testimony, but I when I was by the time I was 19 years old, I was, you know, going to jail. She's I'm a lesbian. Be with y'all. Um, She's a lesbian. And, and I, she, 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 I like her. And, you might like her too. Yeah, I do with No, I was telling your testimony because I have a live audience and we're trying oh, to, really? yeah, I'm trying to get them to tune in. To oh, okay, you. okay. Okay, sorry, sorry. Okay, I yeah, keep going, keep going. Oh, yeah, so I grew up, yeah, sorry about that, but I, I grew up in this environment. I grew up in an environment where the men in my life were incarcerated. I remember my first memories of my uncles and the men, and you know, uh, uh, older men were were in jail. I remember our family trips. We were going to visit them in penitentiaries. And this is literally how I was raised, I, you know, looking at around people who were in gangs and drugs, who sold drugs. Thank Jesus Christ for saving me. I sold drugs. I have a ministry to... To those that are, you know, incarcerated in jail, and I did jail ministry now. But when I look at this young lady, I say, that was me. That was my lifestyle. I thought that doing what she did was okay. I thought that was okay. So at the same time, you know, she did do the crime. She did do something that was wrong. Um, facts, you know, facts. She did do something that was wrong, and there are consequences for those things. But I feel like us as believers, us as just, you know, just, you know, being in that position, being young, having that mindset, we should pray for this young lady, ask God to turn it around for her and let this be her testimony. Because that, I literally was in her shoes. I literally did those things. I literally had weapons in my vehicle. I literally had drugs around me. I literally sold drugs. And if God can take me and turn me around, and oh my, like y'all don't know my testimony, but literally turned my life around, literally from drugs. From I know it. I heard it. That's why I'm plugging you. Oh my God! <laughs> if he can do it for me, exactly. Because I was y'all. I'm just gonna be real with y'all. I was nasty. I was the worst. I was with violence. I was a fighter. I was all those different type of things. I had not so me. I was. I mean, I would do all those different things to people. I sold drugs. I did drugs. God delivered me. I've been clean for, what, eight years now? 2022, make no nine years. I've been clean from drugs since 2013, 14. I've been free. So that's why I say, you know, I look at this young lady. I say, we need to pray for her because y'all don't know what she's going to do in 10 years. We don't know what God has for her. He allowed it this to happen probably to wake her up. There are things that happen to us to wake us up. Come on now. And I feel like that is what is going on in this young lady's life. I believe that God has something amazing and a great destiny for her. But I believe he allowed this situation in her life to turn her around. It wasn't until I went to jail that I made a decision that I was going to give my life to Christ. And there was women in the jail, and they told me, they said, guess what? You shouldn't be here. You need to go finish college. You need to do something with yourself. All right? And I end up graduating from college. I end up, I'm telling y'all, God can do anything. And you talking to a person that was on drugs, doing pills and everything else. 
But something was in me that was God calling me, said, you know what, I got something better for you. You're going to do something great one day. There was some prayer words that was praying for me when I was in and out of jail. And my, and my family had to put the bond, bond up for the house for me to get out of jail. They didn't know what they was doing. I, sh- I should have still been in jail. All the people that I was around went to jail, went to prison, and went back and forth. But God had a different plan and a purpose for me. And so when I look at this young lady, I'm reminded of myself. I said, Lord, you got a purpose for her. You got something. You got something for her. So I think we also should be at that perspective and pray for this young lady and pray that this be her testimony, that God is turning around. That if, 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 you know, some type of way, guess what? She can get her high school diploma and go to a different school, and she can go back and get a scholarship later on. And that God, you know, give her adjudication to where she won't have a felony or a misdemeanor on her, uh, um, you know, on her uh, uh, background. And you're talking to somebody who had all that in their background. And God cleared and cleaned my background. So I literally have been working for the government and all types of stuff, and none of it pulled up. So I, I like to tell my testimony about that because I know if he did it for me in my life, he could do it for this young lady. I believe God is going to do something amazing for her. Hallelujah. And I'm just going to yield my mic to that. Thank you all for letting me talk. God bless you guys. Prophet. Yes, ma'am. That. Oh, okay. That's a powerful, powerful, powerful. Man, when I tell you, and that's more. She didn't tell all of it. That's more. I'm I'm, I'm sure. (laughs) And I would love, I would love to meet you one day. But my point is here, I don't think anybody disagrees with what you said. You're absolutely right. That was beautiful. But the deal is she's going to have to deal with the consequences because people did not know her intentions. And she will have to deal with that. Now, what happens afterwards? I believe God will use her mightily. But we're not at that point yet. We're at that point where I'm praying that God will place people around her as she moves forward in her life. Again, this picture says so much to me, and it's the culture that we live in right now that is called, and the color of her skin, that is causing the consequences. If that was a white girl, somebody might think it was cute, but it's not because she is not. And unfortunately, that's the world that we live in. But this picture speaks to suicide. It speaks to, I'm going to go blow your school up. It speaks to all sorts of things that people must know the intention. They must take time and speak to this girl. And as Prophet said, deal with therapy. But no, 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 Apostle, honey, I'm with you a thousand percent because you don't know my story. I should have been dead. Um. And I do pray and believe that God will turn her life completely around. That was an excellent point. I'm so glad you spoke up. Prophet, I was looking at another poem where I see a white girl, Father Stein, in the middle of the um, the date with the black dude standing inside. His daughter is white, and the father stands at the, with the gun at the black dude. I will pity you yep. with that picture. And I see nothing reckless about that. That's true. I yield. You saw it, Prophet? 
Hello, I'm sorry. I told you I have a live audience, and I'm trying. I be trying to get the and engagements and interactions and stuff, cause we over here having a conversation about what y'all saying, cause y'all saying some deep stuff. No, I, what I was telling you is that another prom where I, um, a black and white couple went to the prom, and the father is a white, and he he had a handgun like a Glock to the to the um black dude while his daughter he's in the, you know pushing the gun towards the back dude like like you know like he said like if you don't bring my daughter back in time you're gonna get this you know that kind of statement with that picture and i was prom and i didn't have no ruckus about that no i ain't see that one julie you have to send that one to me yeah, like, you gotta share yeah i was gonna say you gotta share that one in group chat but no listen let me get these people out my face because i have a house like I don't know how, but y'all know I, my house just stay with people. But so I'm gonna put like I had a yeah. Let me figure out what I'm gonna do for my money with these people, and you know, let's table this conversation because y'all know we got tomorrow. Let's do final remarks and the question of the day. Question of the day is something simple. Y'all know it's Monday weekend highlight. My weekend highlight was being able to grill at the house. This is the first time I was able to grill this 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 you know this year or this spring or whatever so my weekend highlight was i was grilling at the house this weekend hanging out chilling i didn't watch nothing new on tv yet or nothing because ain't nothing new came out yet but other than that yeah that was my weekend highlight so go ahead and feature our out on the stage real quick and we're gonna go move as swiftly as possible through this and yeah let's go julie it's on you do the loop well, my weekend highlight was excellent. I had some wedding, and that was about it. And I watched everybody's service online. Pastor Charles, I, I watched Pastor Christian. Nothing much. Julie, I'm telling you, I seen a little wedding. Y'all look like y'all had fun. Thank you so much for inviting me, but he ain't inviting me. Amen. Apostle Bree, I'm throwing it over to you. Do do do. Final marks and question of the day. We can't highlight. Oh, a, uh, like a question, like. Uh, yeah, that's how you know we always in our room on something high. Even though we have, you know, even though we have these powerful deep conversations, we always like to eat, leave the room on a positive note. So I definitely want you to give your final remarks for the room, the conversation that we had, as well as the question of the day, which is, what was your weekend highlight? Like, what was the greatest part of your weekend? Oh, what was the greatest part of my weekend? You know what? I feel like the greatest part of my weekend, and I'm just going to, my God, is knowing that I've been a, been a lot of proud this uh, week, just in general, but just know that God is really moving on the behalf of the children in the body of Christ, young people, just like this young lady that we're, we've been talking about. Um, God is really moving in their lives. Like we're really going to see a turnaround in teenagers, literally a turnaround. And it just makes me so excited to even just know and to think that that's what God is going to do. Cause many of us, we had to be pulled out, you know, we had to be pulled out of the darkness, but to see that we can be an examples of light to the youth, you know? And also, and I'm going to throw this out here, and I know it's going to be a topic. Y'all, to hear about that video that Cardi B put out, I don't know if y'all seen it, but that's another highlight.
card to be pulled out, basically talking about that she said she wanted to, you know, get out of the music industry, and I believe that God is going to save her soul. I'm going to throw that out there. I believe that God is going to use Cardi B. And I know y'all thinking like, what? But I believe in my heart and my soul that God is going to use and offset. Y'all, I'm not even I'm not even going to start prophesying what God's been speaking to me about that couple. But God is going to move in the industry. Come on now. I'm just going to say that. And I'm going to yield my mic. God bless y'all. <laughs> Thank you so much, Apostle Bree. I appreciate you for coming in. Like I told you, my friend, I'm going to plug because you have such a powerful testimony. Pastor Lewis just came back in, so I'm going to throw it over to him, and then we're going to go ahead and close it out. Pastor Lewis, final remarks and question of the day. We can highlight. Pastor Lewis, you there? do do All right, well, Pastor Lewis is in the meeting right now, chilling. So I'm going to go ahead and let us go. Thank you guys for coming in. It's been a, a marvelous Monday. It has definitely been a Monday. Thank you to all of our guests that came in the room that have spoke on this powerful topic. When I tell you, we're coming back more this week with powerful conversations because I'm telling you, all my, I'm trying to be balanced. We're going to have some controversial topics, even though it's not something I want to do, I'm not trying to do. We're going to have these conversations because we have to be balanced in our walk with God and our walk with humanity and our walk in love, all that good stuff. So, yeah, we're pushing the envelope this, this month and this week and all that other good stuff. So be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, um, subscribe on AmariusFan.com. Yeah, all of that. What, yeah, all of that good stuff. Make sure y'all do that. Listen, um, yeah, we, we done. We done. Pastor Lewis, are you back? I was going to, you know, throw it over to you because I see you in the room. And I want you to give me your highlight because I want to know about the pull up and prayer. But you don't want to tell me about pull up and pray. So I'm just going to go ahead and just pray us out then. Since, okay. Well, God, we thank you for this room. We thank for everyone that spoke. God, we thank you for everything that was released in this room. God, I pray that you'll allow every person that has come into the room, every person that has departed the room, every person that's still in the room, God, allow us to have a peaceful, process and productive day. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. I love y'all. I'm praying for y'all. I'll see y'all again tomorrow at 8 a.m. for Waking Up with the Prophet. This room is ending in three, two, one. Bye!